thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. So 3.74 now completed, 3.94 is 1,000 miles. We'll be well over that by the time we get to the end of the next 150 minutes. And Dion Fialo for Mervano Sim Racing. Now 3.3 seconds away from Johan Hart because Hart's just rejoined from a pit stop. So that's much tighter for second place now. Matt J. Farrow. And now, did we have a pit stop for the 32 there as well, which I missed? Dean Woods. Uh, Mike was taking the Yaz Heat car. Yeah, it must have been. Patrick Nevins. Wolf. Oh, Patrick Wolf must, must be coming in pretty soon as well. It was the Wolf car, that's why. And no, Dean, no, Dean Woods, the 32 owes us a stop because it only made 11 stops, whereas the. the uh, 96, the 3, and the 20 with the cars and the 6 cars running have made 12 stops. So it's yeah. every other car owes a stop. The 3's only just done its stop because that was being driven by Patrick Wolf and it's just been taken over by his teammate Matt J. Farrow for Red Line Purple. So that's out. Matt's just, I think, just working his outlap actually, if not one lap completed. Fourth position. Dean Woods due in any moment for Yas Heat. And still eight laps or so for the race leader. The third place car, one of a couple of Mifano sim racing machines still in the race, running third. And now he's dispatched that Audi. Got a little bit of clear road into the braking area for 10A swing the car right through 10p then up a very steep incline and over the rise to thunder back into almost an arena section here at uh, road atlanta with a pit lane outside and inside although just the pro pits being used for this race so you peel off just after the bridge to the right hand side and into what could potentially be a very busy pit lane although now we've had to one or two drop out of the race uh, that's less of a concern and in any way the game engine enables you to drive past and through other cars but you still have to hit your marks don't you uh, yeah absolutely yeah. i mean it, the, the fact is that because of it's it's just too too difficult to kind of completely simulate the well, it would be carnage it would be carnage in the pit lane if it was all done to reality exactly. and also the other thing it does it actually enables you to have a bigger field in virtual than you can have in the real life so for example if there are only 30 pit stalls you can have 60 cars you can have two cars in each pit stall you want to actually in the pit stall <laughs> or, you know, painted on top of each other you know so yeah. that's one of the reasons it helps a lot but yeah you, you drive through all the cars in the in that inside lane you can have an accident in the outside running lane by the way oh, right. there, there's, there's solid again then um but uh, you do absolutely have to hit your marks. You've got a bit. You've got a, probably. I think you've got a little bit more leeway than in the in, in the real world because, as we know, the the fuelers get very upset if you're more than about a foot either way, don't they, of, of where they want to plug in the uh, the hoses. Yes. Whereas you can probably, I would think, you've got a, your virtual box. I would think is probably about four meters. It's about two meters back and two meters forward. Um, 
which again, it's it's that actually ultimately is one of the hardest things to do. One of the, one of the one things where you really miss the 3D vision you would normally have. That's the one distance you really want to judge. That cover that small distance between two meters and four meters. And most of the guys in this race running with the three screen format. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, there's a there's a big mix of of what these pro drivers do. There'll be, there'll be some who'll be running on VR, um, the ones who don't okay. feel sick with it. Yeah. Uh, most of them will have a, a multi-screen setup, which can be four screens, actually, with one with information. Some may have, actually, a very large single-curved screen. Yes. Um, but, you know, the, the, the advantage of the, the multiple screens, obviously, is it gives you that all-round vision, which, again, is much more important with a closed-top car than it is with uh, an open car. The open car, you can see, you know, very easily on one screen where you need to see but there's so much a pillar or b sorry a pillar be it more in the Dallara's p2 but there's a lot of a pillar blocking your sight sight line also in the uh, the gt car so yeah at that point to be able to see out the side windows you need two extra screens third place car by dion fialo is into the pits it's it's marked perfectly there is going to be a driver change there the car disappears briefly new driver getting in maxime briand confirmed now and at the point that that car pitted it was six seconds away from johan hart and obviously that will extend now and this will be the 72 cars 12th stop to even it up with johan hart we haven't yet seen a 12th stop for the race leader because it is uh, able to punch out slightly longer stints than everybody else and regularly as well it's not just once in a blue moon it does a 32 lap stint it's every single time and that's got to be a little bit of driving technique that Jonas and Max Verstappen have decided at the start of the race to be able to do that must have worked out that they could do it consistently in practice and Jonas Valmeyer and Max Verstappen uh, very even in terms of their driving ability so there, that car now down at turn six, the tighter turn seven. Now that all-important run back up the hill towards the chicane at ten. It's, it's a very good point you've made there. I mean, they'll never tell us, but I'd love to know what they've done, because they'll, they'll just, if they do say anything, it will be kind of, you know, nebulous. What they've actually done to eke out an extra lap of fuel over everyone else. There's, there's something they've, they've found uh, which is saving them in some way is not losing them any time but he's saving them effectively you know a, a few millilitres of fuel each time one of the things of course it's a very short lap here you're not trying to save a lap of, of Le Mans fuel or <laughs> obviously more ridiculously a lap of Nürburgring fuel you're you're just trying to save probably about three litres you're probably trying to save over 30 laps so you're so that's only 100 millilitres a lap you're trying to so that, that that's really the fuel you're looking to get and that's obviously some element of listing coast not mashing the throttle, doing something that just ekes it out that extra tiny bit. And, and it's possible also that all they're doing is saving half a lap, but that half a lap, of course, is the, the, the extra bit you need to go from 31 to 32. Yes. Recovering yes. BMW, the fifth place car. Yes, it's not necessarily a full lap that you're trying to gain, I suppose. So the Arano Esports Huawei BMW, sideways, sideways, as he caught it. Not quite, but slap, stamped on the brakes in order to make sure the car didn't spin. And great reactions from just behind from a GT3 car, I think, to avoid that situation. It happened at one, hit the kerb, unsettled the car just before two. That was one of the, that 
might have been the race leader in GT3, actually. It was a right paint scheme for, no, no longer the race leader, for one of the Sim RC Titan cars, I think. Could well have been Charlie Collins, although Marvin Strail also runs the same livery. And, yeah, could easily have had another car involved in that. And it was the... Which BMW did you think that was, Nick? The red one, that wasn't was it? That was the 90, wasn't it? The Urano car. Yeah, 90 Urano Esports, that was a car that okay. spun then. Yes. Got spun. Half spun, did a bit of drifting. Yes, it did. Um, yeah, got some yeah. points for that in the drifting game. Yeah, 122.8, so there you go. Um, six seconds lost on that lap. I think I think he probably could have he got away with that one rather than he's upset about the six seconds. No, no one plunked him, which is the big thing, because you can get... Certainly, the people who didn't hit him were chuffed about that, because that's major damage when you hit the stationary car, both for the stationary car and for yourself. Yeah. 7.07, fourth for Valtteri Alanda. And Arkova still able to do very long stints then. Car 7.07, last stint was a 47-lap effort from Alanda. Prior to that, 48 laps produced from Antti Ahola. 47, so I know he's able to quite do that sort of distance. The class leader is the number one car of Daniel Lefuente and Lefuente he's a full lap ahead now isn't he 44 laps 39 laps but yes he is um, a lap clear of Ruben Bonga in second position in the Manatee Racing M8 so that takes him doing in GTE to be a full lap ahead but the gaggle behind uh, pretty close particularly between Mickelgade and Valtteri Alanda one second separate two and seven oh seven. I think it's interesting what we've not what, what we've we've not seen. This I think is very much you know an element of the track itself. We've not seen a huge amount of um, racing between cars in the same class. I mean, there's been a lot of following and a lot of attempting to make things happen. But the number of actual in-class passes have been quite low. It's a hugely difficult track to pass at. Um, if you've got two competent drivers, so it's a case where there isn't quite enough slipstream to, to tow down past straight. In fact, the only real in-class overtaking we saw was at the beginning of the race when, of course, every single BMW was trying to get past that poor Porsche. Yeah. Um, so you're effectively waiting for a mistake, which obviously, you know, when the mere mortals of us are iRacing, there's, there's a good chance someone make a mistake on any lap. But with these guys, it's, it's very, very rare. So at this point, this is probably why they've decided that, you know, this pit strategy can be so important because it's the way of actually getting past people you know, with no effort, effectively. The, the undertake, the undercut, the overcut, just, just using, just going longer. And that's why I think the, the clever pit strategy played such a big part in this race. And that, I suppose, is a symptom of having a dominant car in GTE and GT3. If everyone goes the BMW M8 route or everybody goes the Audi R8 route, then the cars don't necessarily have an advantage over another on the acceleration point, in the braking area. It's, it's almost become one-make racing. Yeah, and I also get the, the, the idea that they're not struggling to double the tyres. Do you remember that when we were doing the Spa race, they were having a right old struggle sometimes double stinting the tyres? Yes. Um, and they were going right off at the end, and there was a big, big differences in the last few laps of the second stint. Here it looks like they're pretty comfortable on a double. So it's ended up playing, and we end up with effectively with, with a 
a racing chess match where yeah. there isn't going to be someone driving through the pack and just overtaking everybody because they're in their own class because they haven't got that differential and this is why we've seen this brilliant performance by the 33 where it's used tactics and it's used fuel mileage and it's also been quick but we've also seen where the other changes have happened they've happened because of errors by people going off having crashes and that's and that sort of stuff and that's where the major changes have come um yeah, it's quite an atypical race in that way. You're not seeing this this standout. Well, apart from the leaders of both the, the GTE and the, <coughs> sorry, the P2 class, you're not seeing outstanding catch-up drives because the cars, as you say quite rightly, because they're all basically got three one-mate classes here, yes. because they, and therefore we've got we've got all professional teams who can all set the car up. So there's, there's been limited ability to do it, and I think they must have spotted that because they've gone for these different strategies on fuel, they've gone for these strategies on tyres, just to try and gain an advantage. But what we have is we have both in both the first two classes, the fastest car also has the best strategy, yeah. um, regardless, and actually in many ways didn't need the best strategy it's already got. No, I mean, it could afford to have passed that best strategy on to one of its rivals and probably still come out as the winner, uh, and that would have generated a slightly closer race, but... It is great to witness, you know, how good Max Verstappen can be in a real-life Formula One car, and then moves to multi-class racing, um, Delara style, and still incredibly talented. Chatting when you were off air as to uh, whether his dad, Jos, had done some multi-class racing. We worked out he'd done Le Mans twice, actually, really? and uh, a season what years in. Say again. What years were they? Two thousand and eight. 2009. Van Merkstein. Van Merkstein. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, spin for a BMW. And trying to work out now whether that was one of the top five positions. But you remember that car? It was a purple and white livery for Van Merkstein. The RS Spider. And he went to Le Mans the following year in an Aston Martin Lola, Jos Verstappen, joined by Darren Turner and Anthony Davidson in 2009. So that was the number 27 wildanimals.orca BMW, 12th place, so actually the last placed car in GTE, uh, but had been keeping it out of trouble uh, up until that point, and a, a moment for Vlad uh, Kimishev. I think he kept it out of the wall, though, actually, and will be able to rejoin with next to no damage. Yeah, it's, it's the apps. Yeah, one of the, the big advantages of, of it, despite it being a tight and nagy circuit, there is a, a great number of times when you lob the car off this track, you don't actually hit anything solid. Um, hence the reason when people have hit something solid, it's been a, uh, you know, it's been a, a race-ending incident. But it, it is, you do find, I think, the way that the car spins from its problems. And a great example is at the top of the hill here, is that if you actually have a looping oversteer, you will actually be fine. It's when you have the... Uh, the very nasty tank slap, you end up in the wall. So it's almost, in some ways, is effectively trying to get the get the spin back. It's the worst thing you could do. You just just let it happen, and it will spin into a safe area. Yeah. Not yes. obviously a driver's reaction on the whole, though. No, going backwards at uh, Petilamon in the dark and trying to work out exactly where you are after a full spin or one and a half spins and bracing for impact. But for for Vlad Kimishev pretty sure got away with that and can now rejoin looking for a latest lap time there he won't get one actually on that lap because he caught some of the grass and therefore effectively didn't go through all the timing loops around the lap but uh, at least the lap's not 
taken away from him by the timekeepers. So 3.55 now to Vlad's name. Car into the pits is from the race lead in GTE. Yeah. yeah. So how many laps was that for Daniel Lafuente? Lafuente he... has just done... Uh, that's the number one car, isn't it? 40, probably 44. And that would fit with the previous stint as well. That's the same number. Again, it depends where the car stops in the pit lane, whether it clicks over the finish line or not to register that lap. But yeah, 44. And he was only four tenths slower on the average time than his previous 44 lap stint. Yeah, some, some yeah, excellent driving. Well, we are now in full dark, um, which you probably can just about see if, you, if you're lucky enough to see the pictures. And the lap times haven't really gone out very much. These guys are putting in very, very similar times in full dark as they were in the light. It, is a, it isn't the most treacherous track in the dark because a lot of it is is, is muscle memory. But obviously the thing that can, and, and of course the thing that actually gets easier in the dark um, or is, le is less extra difficult is the overtaking because of course the car overtake has lights as well. So suddenly when you're coming up another car or being overtaken, you suddenly get extra light to see where you're going. <laughs> so um, it's it's a weird thing where actually you want you, you suddenly from wanting to go nowhere near traffic and go everyone stay away from me. I want to be special on my own during the day. At night you're desperate for friends. Yeah, just to get that extra bit of illumination. I suppose it's a little off-putting when a car is approaching though at. Uh, well, higher speed, the, the better, because you have to deal with slightly wayward headlights for less time. But you want them in front of you, really, to guide the way, rather than causing a distraction. Into seven goes the rejoining BMW there. There was also a pit stop there in GTE for Dominic Faber in the red line red car. So car oh, seven. That's the, that's the P2. Oh, beg your pardon, it is. Yes. They've, they've, they've ungraded it. So Dominic's got back in the car again. Um, so it's no longer retired as it was, but it is sl it's slowly retiring. And tumbling, um, tumbling down yeah. through the GTE field, which uh, had then confused it, then, me. Then it'll get stuck there for a few laps and then it'll fall down through the GT3 field yeah. in a kind of a slow swan dive of death. The fact of that car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lassa back took over the number one car, something we didn't mention. And. Was that the only other stopper then? Because I wonder whether there was a GTE car coming in at around about at the same sort of time, but it might just have been that Delara uh, throwing me off a touch. Yeah, 41 laps for the second place car. I mean, they're so far clear of Ruben Bonga now, but Manatee Racing got a little bit of a job on their hands to keep behind them two cars. First of all, the number two of Vendarville Racing and then the Cova car which is showing that great um, uh, fuel consumption right now. 1.6 seconds is the gap for third place. We've not paid much attention to GT3 recently. I mean, we've kind of offhand said that Williams Esports, BenQ were perhaps doing okay on the stagger but in the actual race now they are 50.2 seconds behind uh, the leader which is Charlie Collins' the SimRC Titan car. Um, and in second place, it's Sven Hasser, of course, in the Bieler Race Team Right. So I'm not actually sure that that stagger is going to unwind for Williams uh, Esports BenQ. I mean, you've got the strategy software there. I mean, how many laps are the top three in GT3 done so far? Right, so the leader is car 176. So I think scroll to the right and scroll down a little bit, and we will get. Uh, a bit too far now. 176 has done 42 laps. Currently, that's Hayden Burns. 
And... No, it's Charlie Collins. It... They must have just changed then, and that would fit, actually, yeah. So Burns has just come in, and what's not happened is the Charlie Collins block appearing on my uh, strategy, but right. it will in a moment. And now, when, when did Lucas de Stet pick in, in comparison with Burns? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine laps later, de Stet, and then a further, I think, ten laps, Josh Thompson comes in. So when you compare the class leader to the car third in that class, it's 19 laps later for Josh Thompson to come in to the pits uh, to, yeah, to, to, to come to the end of a 44-lap stint. So 19 laps is a big window, um, but he's going to try and make up in real time uh, 52 seconds. Yeah, and basically, if he's got 19 laps, he's got unless he can actually save a whole stop, which is about conveniently 50 seconds. Um, you know, he's he's currently saving about 18 or 19 on fuel, and that's it. Yes, but um, that's quite. I think, and that's it. It's obviously quite impressive, um, but uh, it doesn't help when you're 50 seconds behind. So unless they've managed to, to actually get to the point where they can save an entire stop and, and not have the trundle down the pits, they're, they're still net, not ahead. Cracking lap from Micklegade, third position in GTE. That's the best lap of the race in the middle category for GTE cars. All of them bar one being BMW M8s, but a 115.4 is now quicker than, well, three hundredths of a second quicker than the earlier effort, which came from car 707. I don't think... I know, big part, we've also had a good time from earlier on from number eight as well, the Triple A Esports BMW, which did a 115.479. That was a 4.62 produced by Micklegade. Now only 1.8 seconds away from Ruben Bonga. So, really livening up for second, third, and fourth in the GTE category. Manatee Racing at the moment with the advantage. Just a little bit of four-wheel drifting through 10A there from Micklegade, who comes underneath the bridge, down the hill, and Bonga's going to pit from second place in GTE. So, yeah, it's interesting. We get to the back end of the race now, and everyone's strategies are very disparate from the point at the beginning of the race when they're all coming in at the same lap. They've managed to stretch out. Not being caused by... that. Most of these cars right at the front obviously haven't had to make extended stops for accidents so they are effectively running their program 107 laps to go from here we'll just be shy of 500 laps as it stands at the moment at 499 uh, and 32 laps so start doing the arithmetic now guys how, how many lap, how many laps of those 104 will the GTEs do that's a good question they're losing let's see they're losing about five seconds a lap well, they're currently, uh, four, they're currently 46 laps off the lead, which is about 10%. It's just about 12%, isn't it? They're, they're off. So You work that out. Val <laughs> Valmeyer has got 22 laps to go, which will take him to 104, 84 laps on this stint. And then he can do... 32 laps from there uh, so that would be what did I just say 84 uh, 
54, 52, uh, and then 50, 20. So he's going to get, he's going to have a 20 lap run at the end. Yeah. Yes. He's, so, but he's how many how many laps? Are, he's he's currently got ten on the field, isn't he? So the actual so the field has backed time by the looks of it to absolutely a full fill for the last run. It's like they're going to come in with thirty one laps to go, isn't it? So I'll just say this because this is the only chance I'll have. That's a thousand miles now completed nice. for Jonas. Right, Valmire. that's it. We're not off. And yeah, that, that was back I think in the that was in my Thanks. Well done. Uh, thank I you. Shake yeah. hands, everybody. Bump fists, bump, bump elbows, fists, elbows. Yeah, that's it. Thousand miles done. Loved every minute. Right. Um, John, brilliant, well John, done. What? Where's, my where's my tequila tent? Uh, yes, exactly. Because <laughs> you want to hear Bruce Springsteen again, don't you? I don't want to hear you. I've never been able to listen to Bruce Springsteen since that night. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> my little iPod's never been the same since. That was a hell of an evening. Anyway. <sighs> <laughs> But yes, I, I'm just, I think it, it's pot, so. We've got so the top the top teams have got 104 to go. Is that correct? So, that so no, 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 no. Uh, uh, 100. I think I said 106. Well, yeah, now 105. Yeah. So if it's quite uh, it's quite close, really. I don't think the the, the GTEs are only going to need to stop twice more now because they'll do 12 or 14 laps less than that. Um, so. Unless the, the unlike the, the GTs in the pits right now probably won't be able to do it. But if you come in for the next couple of laps, um, you should be able to do it in two from that point because they're getting they get 44, can't they? The GTEs? Yes. Yes, yeah, so 88. 45, actually. Yes, yeah, so they can get 90. So I, I think that they, they they if they're coming in any points after here, they just need two more stops, both the GTEs and the GT3s. All right. Well, easily easy to back time it from this point, therefore, and work out where they are on the rotation car number two rejoining and they have worked through three separate drivers back to fourth place then for the rejoining Van Darvel Sim Racing pink car but in its blue livery and Maxime Ranstein up ahead now back up to third place but Lasser back. Um, well, as things stand, 23 and a half seconds in front, but that will look a lot better when the cars behind come in mm. for their stops. Valtteri Alanda uh, due in pretty soon in the 707. So cars now all streaming down the hill into 10A. So we still, even though we, yeah, we're, only, we're now running effectively with 26 cars, possibly actually 25 cars actually running. But you can still get a decent chain round of just over two mile circuit, can't you? And of course, the thing they are going to start doing, which every endurance racer is clumping. We're going to get car clumping, yes. aren't we? Oh, Vast yeah. areas of nothing. And then 50 of them stuck together as they, as they all try and get past each other. But um, yeah, it, it, but it is obviously to say that in the dark, a bit of an advantage to have several cars in front of you, as long as they're not holding you up. So the average lap time for the race leader in GTE is about 1.15 and a half. Uh, 1.16 the previous stint. It's actually fairly up and down there. But if we work to 1.16, I could probably work out as well exactly how many laps uh, to go for the GTE leader. Because we're ho homing in now on 
two hours to go, another three minutes and 40 seconds before we get to that point. Fifth place in GT3, looking like it might be being threatened. Six seconds or so between the SimRC carbon car and the DV1 Triton Racing entry, the treble one. That class is led still by Charlie Collins in the sister Sim RC Titan Audi R8. Sven Haase half a minute behind. And Moreno Sirikar, car four. That's the Josh Thompson car as well, remember. That mm. is a total of 50 seconds adrift. So it's a still 55, about the same 55 yeah. now, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, unless, uh, and so that's going to need it because we are at a point now where everyone needs to stop twice at this point they're not going to save a stop because they will need to stop twice even though the second time will be short yep. so their 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 gain is just those 19 laps of fuel problem for marvin strayer wide out of turn one again though crucially kept it out of the tire wall that becomes a concrete wall over the rise and rejoining was pretty tidy actually yeah, yeah, did well there that's a, that's a four or five second loss, uh, a massive great panic whilst you're in the car, and then a big sigh of relief. Yeah, uh, got away with that one massively. Uh, important to keep your bearings though. I mean, I know those headlights are very, very good, but the problem is if it's a spin as well, you've got to just work out which way you're supposed to be pointing before you start to then yeah. inch your way back onto the track. And what it does mean for Marvin Strayer now is that he's got the treble one car of Perjem Schlauf, Marek Lamanek for DV1 Triton Racing, pretty much right on his tail. That was a gap that was coming down anyway. And you said talk, talk about four or five seconds lost. I think the gap was six seconds before it happened. So it's now half a second between 276 and treble one for fifth place in GT3. And at the front, it is still the 33 car going very nicely indeed about to tick off 400 laps now uh, they should get the uh, fireworks off shouldn't they the virtual fireworks they should you do get virtual fireworks at Daytona by the way uh, at 8 o'clock uh, yeah they, they, well, that's, that's Dubai uh, you get at Daytona when you, when you win you get virtual fireworks uh -huh, and okay. at Le Mans you get a, a virtual uh, fly pass before the start of the race cool <laughs> by the jets so here i think we should definitely have some because they do release fireworks at the end here so perhaps that'll happen i haven't seen the end of a race here in the dark so you might get some uh, fireworks uh, from the <laughs> from the uh, race engine but um so yeah so it, it's it's a great performance of them are they have they are now 55 seconds and some fuel ahead aren't they it's 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 slowly easing out their teammate is currently falling down the field and stuck between the in the gap between the gts and the gt3s uh johan half is um, probably not that far away from his next stop, is he? Um, he's been in the car for a while. I think it'll be a driver change when that happens as well, Johnny, won't it? In the number uh, in 96, 96. car. Uh, 27 laps completed for half, so I make it. Four, yeah, stroke five. The, yeah, but that very rarely, I think, if at all, has that 96 car been able to find a 32-lap stint, just tracking back through all the ones we've had so far it's 31 all the way i think yeah so uh, there are, have been one or two cars the seven i think on occasion was able to match the 33 
in terms of its stint length, but it was uh, more the exception rather than the rule. Whereas the only 31 lap stint from the race leader was at the start when you got a rolling lap to think it factor in too. Since then, um, they have been very consistent and still looking at a f 15 further laps for Jonas Valmeyer before he hands over to Max Verstappen for the final, well, I'd say final double stint, but that probably still won't take, see them to the finish. No, that, you know, uh, we've got one hour 55 to go. Yeah, um, so. 11 laps, I mean, there'll be, what, one hour 40? No, they won't. There'll be another 15, 20 minutes at the end of it, which I'm sure will just be, they'll just do a splash and dash and just run the tyres for two and a bit since. Yes. Yeah. No problem there. And they're in such a great position that they don't need to push like crazy for those final stints. Maxime Briand for Mivano, third position. Meanwhile, Parallax Racing, they've been keeping out of trouble and there's a lot to be said for that. Fifth place for Tyler Hevias and Hevias uh, far away, just 1.1 seconds from Strail, who is still recovering from that moment. Now, that might be Strail having just overtaken Hevias actually. And uh, there is a three-car train now in GT3 for fourth, fifth, and sixth places. Sort of generated by Marvin Strayer's, Strayer's uh, incident at Turn 1, which thankfully didn't involve anybody else, uh, but was way wide at Turn 1 and finally rejoined, losing about five seconds. We're inside the last couple of hours. RSL and Racebot TV together. Two hours to go then for the iRacing VCO this is one of the big events of the year and it's Petit Le Mans Parallax racing into the pits in the darkness Back. I'm taking the, a bit of bad luck. We, we hit someone else's accident. We're down to seventh and we're now trying to climb back up again. So we had an accident that wasn't our fault, but uh, I've got the last couple of stints in the dark with the brightness turned up. <laughs> 39. Tim. Uh, time to get. BMW 159, so that's a pretty straight-looking red and black BMW now rejoining, as opposed to the, the 70 car, uh, which uh, has been in the wars at certain point, the 90 car, I should say, been in the wars somewhat, the Urano car. But in GTE, Lassa back, um, 23 and a bit seconds ahead of Kova. I wonder, have Kova changed their strategy? Because we were talking about 707 going very long on their stints and maybe they were shaping up the, the end of the race to get onto a, a sort of rhythm that was similar to everybody else and 42 laps now completed by Valtteri Alanda who's currently at the wheel it's really it's really whether they've if they've achieved their aim and they are going to be able to drop a stop then they haven't got a bother fuel saving anymore have they no 
that's that might be it. I mean, it's it's hard because you know you, you kind of need that. Not only do you need your strategy software counting up, you need a, a strategic software counting back as well. As the second place man overall, Johan Half takes the pits. So he, yes, he's in at the end of another. It's going to be 31 laps. Yep, and that's bang on schedule. Maxine Briant, in the meantime, 25 completed and in another six or so he'll be in. Matt J. Farrow should be pitting at the end of this lap in car three. So we are reaching a fairly busy time in the pits for the cars in the top class, second, third and fourth on the road. But it's another 11 laps before we will see Jonas Valmeyer in to hand over to Verstappen. And they're all now effectively coming in. They're two, stop they're two stops from the end because it's you know, with the pit stop, it's 38 minutes or so in the car, 37, 38 minutes with the pit stop. Um, and they've got an hour and nine, sorry, an hour and 51 to go. So they should be able to get through with two more stops. I'm sure, I'm absolutely certain that's what they've back timed it to from, from point one. Um, you know, it's just that the Valmeyer um, Verstappen 33 car is uh, is able to eke out that extra lap, and that's that's really going to give them an advantage at the end, not of a stop, but of 10, 12, 15 seconds, an advantage, an extra advantage, of course, doing they don't actually need um, due to the speed they've been going. Yeah. But, uh, they set that pattern pretty early on and have ma managed to maintain the pace, which has been most impressive, particularly when it was so busy earlier on as well. I mean, it's slightly easier now with uh, a number of cars dropping away, but. You've got to survive those early laps, be comfortable in amongst the traffic. There was carnage as well to have to avoid. And there's a little bit of luck involved with that, but also some good judgment in terms of car placement too. Yeah, I mean, I think I think yeah, this has been a you know much more hectic endurance race than, than we've seen before, to be honest, as Matt J. Farrow and Red Line Purple comes in. Because of the... Back right, the, the third, third car, car as well now yeah. after its problems. Well, it's the, it's the, it's that quality of the quality street car, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's a special purple. But it is. I mean, I think you know, where we have seen a lot more incident and accident because it's just a lot more cars in a smaller amount of, of traffic, and also parts of the circuit where you can't get past, where you have to be patient. That's not always worked out quite so well for some of the yeah. faster cars. Are you doing to the end of the race, Nick? Now? Yes, I, I am. I'll be right. Go getting... on, get yourself away. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, Good I'll, luck. I'll, I'll... Cheers. Thank you. Let us know what was <laughs> happening. Nick Tierman there uh, having. Uh, they taking uh, back over his car in one of the lower splits, but they are uh, climbing the field, it sounded. Yeah, uh, it's we unfortunate being involved in an incident not of your making. Just uh, There was an accident, I think, further up the road and nowhere to go, but um, no, not giving up is the key and uh, putting that out of your mind as best you can to, uh, to carry on. And I know that... There's a big chunk of the middle portion of the race where they were properly out of trouble. And didn't it say a couple of stints for him, which didn't involve any contact, no off-track moments. Uh, very, very happy with that indeed. And now he's got to bring it home. So let's have a look at how they stand with under two hours to go. Team Redline Orange leads. Uh, and it is a full lap now, JP, isn't it? over the rest of the field from Mivano Sim Racing Rosso, Valmaya, Maxime Briant in second place, then Constantini for Apex, that's the 96 car, that also recovering from issues early on, and Redline Purple 
that car up into, well, fourth position uh, now for the number three. Uh, what's interesting is where we are in the run of pit stops, but we'll go through that after we've done the rundown. Yasita in fifth, but they're a bit further back, as are Mavano Sim Racing Bianco. The gap between those two, because they are on the same lap, 47 seconds. Uh, and then we're into the, effectively, with the uh, 450 car uh, such a long way down, um, they are out of the running altogether. So then we're into GT Le Mans, GTE. Lassie back leads for Williams. The Chill Blast car, 24 seconds ahead uh, from Phil Deans in second, uh, from the Corva car rather, Valtteri Alanda. Then Phil Deans in third, Vendeval Sim Racing Pink, another 52 seconds further back, but that takes them off the lead lap in class. But what I'm giving you is the gaps between the cars, okay? So after Phil Deans is fearless leading for SimRC GTE, he's only 11 seconds further back, so that battle for the last step on the podium is certainly not over. And just 15 seconds further back, Ryan Barneveld is behind the wheel of the Maniti Racing Dark Green number 78 BMW, then Fabrice Cornell's for Irano Sports Hawaii. Uh, he's just another 11 seconds further back in that uh, red and black BMW. And in GT3, the GT Daytona, if you will, if I can manage to get my mouse onto the right screen, Charlie Collins leads by 35 seconds for another SimRC team. That's the 176 from Beeler Racing Team's Euronics. They are 35 seconds behind. Then another 25 and a half back is Williams Esports Ben Q. That's uh, Moreno Sarika. Marvin Strell now behind the wheel of the SimRC Carbon Car uh, because we've lost that uh, a couple of cars in that category. Uh, he is. Uh, I can't give you the gap there because there's a, an errant Delara in the way as Dominic Farber drops down. Uh, but now I can. Uh, he is a full lap back from third position and just nine tenths of a second ahead of DV1 Triton Racing. Uh, so they're having a cracking scrap, the 276 and the 111 for fourth and fifth position. Tyler Hervé's Parallax Racing still running and 26 seconds ahead of Jose Bordelas Racing Teams, Sergei Maturana. That's how they all run. We have 25 cars out of the original 45. See, uh, still running and I'm delighted to say it that we have uh, got back Sindre Setsas uh, who I, I am, I'm scared to open this fader Sindre um, you've, you've, had a, you've been having a shot for every car that's fallen out how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, how are you guys doing? Yeah really good, good to hear you as well sorry about the issues uh, earlier on but you're clear as a bell um, we're having a bit of a laugh about this drinking game. Obviously, we would only encourage very sensible uh, drinking. Uh, you're not in this, but you will be back racing on, on Tuesday night. Yes, uh, together with Carl Janssen, who's actually caught up to me in the drinking game. He started like a few hours later than me, but he's caught up to like, I think we're at 17 shots now. So I'm uh, I'm quite happy with uh, yeah, Pace everyone yourself, keeping Pace it clean. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, also shout outs to Mike Spangler and Oscar Mangan, who was also here for the, the drinking game, at least the first part of it. So, yeah, it's been good. Uh, a, a change. I know a few people have been asking on Twitter at RSL underscore studio about what's, what's going on with DNLS uh, and other part of the VCO uh, racing 
at Empire this year. Um, but we, we've moved those to midweek to give everybody a bit more chance to compete because everything in the real world and the virtual world's all crushed up together. So it's Tuesday night then for you. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I do some bits of uh, real racing myself and the real NLS. And yeah, I think it's good that it's moved to a suitable time, at least for our real drivers. Uh, like, uh, well, I had I even had to cover for um, the Manfilter car earlier in the season. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been good that it's been moved. I think it's made, it gives everyone an opportunity to race. So, yeah. Well, I, I was at the Nürburgring last weekend and the weather was awful. Um, obviously, we won't get that on Tuesday night. You're on the verge of a title there in SP10. Uh, yes, we are. From my calculations, we're only a second place off. Uh, winning the title in SP10, so yeah, I think it should be good. Uh, me and Carl should be more than easily capable of bringing that result home. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Tuesday. Well, we wish you all the best uh, and take it easy tonight, won't you? Well, that depends on how many cars that crash out, but it seems like it's been pretty clean the last few hours. We've only taken like two shots the last two hours, so it's all good. All right, man. Thank <laughs> you very much indeed. Sindre, we'll, uh, we'll see you racing on Tuesday. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye for now. Yeah, thanks. Bruce Jones and me for uh, the conversation and the racing on Tuesday evening. And that's 6.30 UK time when we start in sound and vision. Last two rounds of the DNLS this year all moved to midweek events. Inside the last hour and three quarters now. And still Max Verstappen in the Delara at the front of the field. And still that uh, gap comfy. 58 seconds is what we're looking back at now. I said I'd run you through where the front of the field are in terms of their laps. Uh, Max has been in the car now for two laps so they're still holding that six laps advantage seven laps advantage in terms of the fuel run ahead of the second place car but of course now that they've evened up their pit stops and all the top six are on 13 stops it's 58 seconds between first and second second position Johnny Palmer it's looking now like a race that can be controlled if they want by Team Red Line Orange but in fact they're still banging the quick times in 109.9 by Verstappen last time around yeah no let up in the pace I think if you start to ease back a bit and that's when the concentration can start to wane a little bit and errors can creep in so better you know attack is the best form of defense effectively and if you can carry on at this speed not necessarily an absolute best lap pace but uh, just below it but Max setting a time that was just over a second slower than the best his best lap of the race which is a 1808.8 so that's comfortable for 12 laps ticked off almost 413 and very nearly a 60 second advantage over Michele Constantino Constantini rather uh, Maxime Briant for Mivano running a further 40 seconds away. It is closer for the lower order positions though for for actually third and fourth with only seven seconds between Briant and Matt J. Farrow. And a 
again, the middle order of GTE pretty close between Maniti Racing and the anti-Ahola-driven Kova BMW, the black 707. Former GT3 race leader into the pits, that's uh, Charlie Collins. Now, this really is very interesting because Nick Damon and I were trying to work out where everybody is on the pit stop stagger. And Collins was due in as the first of that top three, so that's fine and perfectly on schedule. And then last time around, after the Collins car pitted, I think I said it was nine laps the difference to the next car. So it was Hayden Burns who brought the car in previously. And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine laps later, it'll be Lucas Gestet. And then a further one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten laps uh, will be the four car. And what I'm trying to do is a little bit of calculation related to the time we've got left in the race and how many 44, 45 lap stints you can cram into an hour and 42 minutes that remain on the clock because it's all down to who is leading when the chequered flag comes out in GT3 and that is just a, a, an epic endurance race. They've got somehow so far out of sync that... It could be any one of those guys, uh, any one of those three cars, 451, 4 or 176, just depending on where the, the blocks of the lap stint uh, fall towards the end. And there will be a bit of calculating that I can do to, uh, to try and work out who's in the best spot. I wouldn't be surprised to see the four car steadily rise to the surface. We're going to have that anyway in eight laps time. Moreno Sirikar will become the new race leader. But I just wonder then when that car pits, nine laps after that, ten laps after that, it'll pitch it back to third position. That'll put 176 to the sharp end once again. And then it's a question of whether Charlie Collins can stay there or whether he'll have to come in for fuel before the chequered flag is waved. Very tough to call that at the moment. Nose to tail for cars weaving their way through corners 10A and 10B and the purple LMP2 car which runs in fourth position with Matt J. Farrow at the wheel still only 6.3 seconds away from the third place car of Maxime Briand so there are an hour and 40 to go and if we say that the last lap for the race for GT3 is going to start with a couple of minutes left on the clock. They will force an extra lap out of that actually as well. So let's say that that happens with 46 seconds there or thereabouts <laughs> still left on the clock. I'm doing it on an average time as well of a minute 19 and not everybody's able to achieve that. But from this point on, we're at one hour 40 minutes and 20-odd seconds or so. There's 77 laps to go for GT3s, I reckon. And a good stint. We get another really good lap in the GTE category. A 115.4 is the best lap so far produced by Lassa back. So he's not daunted by the darkness, is he? Some of those guys are doing 47 laps. Or then they're inside, depending on where they are on their runs. Well, that's the thing. Because... <laughs> 
There's, so, a, there's a stagger so, between 176 and 276 of eight laps and a further late stagger of nine laps right. to car four. So well, the, co the Corva car. Where are they going to fall? No, this is in GT3, by the way. Oh, sorry, GT3. Sorry, yeah. yes. Well, that the, but the, the GTE is just as interesting yeah. because the Williams Esports 27 laps into a stint. Van der Waal in second, only 20. Sim RC are going to be in in four or five laps time because they've done 43. 22 for Manatee Racing. What happened to Corva? Oh, no, they're still bear, there. Bear, bear. They're still there. Uh, they've only been out for, what, uh, 385, 378, seven laps. So, you know, they've got 40 laps to go yet. So if they've got 40 laps to go, they've only got one more pit stop to make. Yeah. Everybody else, I think, have two. So I think Corva have saved the pit stop. Yes, quite possibly. Well, we were talking about how long they were going, much further into stints than you know, the other cars around them, and would that actually switch back to their advantage come the end of the race? The only one who's going to be close is the Van der Waal Sim Racing. They've only done 21. And you said that you thought they had a... Uh, it's about the same, isn't it? About 70-something laps to go. Well, that would give them... That's going to take them down to 50-something... It's not, it's not there, is it? It's too tight. No. So even if it's a splash. Corva are, are right in this. I think, they've, they've, I think they keep going. They're nailed on for a podium. Yes. And something oh, yeah. better. No, I, I think chance. podium was always within grasp for the 707 of Koga, but uh, a question of whether they could, they could actually win it. Uh, looking at how the stints are going to fall for the 176 in GT3, car driven by Charlie Collins right now, He's just started a stint which could run to about 40 laps. And, as I said, 77 I, rate, I made it a couple of minutes ago to the finish. So that's two stints. He's just started the penultimate one. So I actually think it's going to fall most neatly for the 176 Audi uh, for Sim RC Titan. And the others are going to fall short because they're going to need a stop and and a splash, potentially, to get them to the finish. Um, but it, it's still pretty close to call. You don't have the the, the risk or the, the, the variable of a safety car, nope. a yellow flag, so it's going to be a consistent run to the finish now. And it's all about ticking off those laps as best you can, staying out of trouble, and make sure that you're not involved in an incident. So, so important. 176 now about to complete five laps of this stint and I reckon in GT3 what's the time left on the clock one minute one hour rather 36 minutes and 40 seconds so that is in the ballpark of 74 laps to go so yeah if that lead, if that uh, Audi that's now fallen to third place comes in with about 40 laps on this current stint and it should be able to do 40 laps and see it to the finish as well. But um, interestingly, 176 hasn't always been able to do no. a full 40. Last no. time around, 37 laps from Charlie Collins. And was that deliberate just to get it into that window so they could back time it comfortably? Take the shorter stint, actually two from the end. Anti-penultimate uh, stint being the shorter. Ooh. Ooh. Or whore. Was there a problem? I don't know. Because you don't often see a five-lap swing for that car. 
It's gone from a 42-lap stint to now only 37. And Hayden Burns, can he more consistently get get the fuel out of that car? No, not really. It doesn't, it doesn't quite fit like that. Charlie and Hayden, both impressive on the fuel mileage. I think the 176 is in slightly the better position, but 451 and the four car still very much in the fight. Yeah, they, they've done very well uh, considering the carnage that has been wrought upon the uh, GT3 category, the GT Daytona category, and it has been. Yeah. And we have seen some mistakes, clearly, but there's, there's been some horrendous driving by some of the other classes. Well, Sammy Matty Trogan very much on the wrong side of that. Well, and they were going so well. They were, yes. Yeah. So 34 laps for Strell. So what do we reckon he can get out of that? About 47. He did for, they did 46, 47 last time, didn't they? Uh, no, they only did 43. So that's nine more laps for him. That's going to take him to about 60 laps to go. Oh, you see, all of these guys have got two, two stops. Apart from Collins, I think he can do it on one more now. Do you think he, if he, well, if he can get 40 laps, he can. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, because the previous stint worries me because he only made 37, yeah. and that wouldn't be enough. But yeah. if he can do 40, and he's at, that car's done 42 previously in this race as well, then that's fine, and the others won't be able to do it on one more stop because it's too far. So, yes, you're right. We have had stops now for actually both of the cars ahead. My page not quite refreshed. Let's do a quick refresh to confirm. So just eight in 4.51. And the four car, which is the purple and blue machine, Correct. being driven by... Is that Josh Thompson back in? Uh, Josh brought it in last time around, and new driver has just taken charge of the four, which is Moreno Sirica. Well, Sirica's been in that car for a while and has just produced the fastest lap for that particular car, a 118.711. That's not a best time for the class, but it's still very good and indicative of that car getting lighter again on the fuel. Sven Haaser, 24 and a half seconds further up the road. But Haaser will be the first of those cars to come into pit lane. And Sirica, the last car number four. For Williams Esports Ben Q. So Haza turning right through that awkward turn seven now, the kink at eight and nine, where you keep your right foot nailed. And then over the rise, the uh, meters to go to the corner boards appear. <laughs> you can swoop past those and hit the brakes very, very late indeed into 10 8. Love driving in the dark, love racing in the dark. It is a different thing, very different feel. Race track looks different from the daytime. Some drivers will tell you they prefer it. Very odd at the Nürburgring Nordschleife for Full Metal Racing last weekend with no spectators out there. It was even darker than usual. And some of the drivers I was talking to saying that that was a bit bizarre. But in some ways there was less distractions. Yeah. Got to make sure you've got something that you can still use as your brake markers and 
the surface of the road doesn't look the same from headlights they flatten it out beautifully modeled in iRacing by the way it really does flatten the road out you can't quite see the contours got to look a bit harder for those changes of of pavement that you're looking at that you might be using as a break point yep. or a turning point well Alex Brundle was saying that the, the party on Saturday night at Brunchen sometimes draws to a close at 4 4 at 4 30 yep. a.m and as a driver you say no no keep partying keep drinking the beer because then all the lights are turned off when they do decide to all ah, go to and bed you can't see and you, you, can't don't see know where, you don't know where to turn in anymore because yeah. you've been using that as a reference Excellent. point all the way through and then <laughs> no no they're winding down they're taking down the speaker stack stay for a few more beers lads please quick somebody hi, yeah hi this is this, this is alex yeah yeah get over to brunchen and take them another keg of beer yeah <laughs> <laughs> just till daylight and then you can pack up yeah no, that's very good. Very good. The problem with a lot of... Uh, so not not a problem here at Road Atlanta because there are, is enough near to the track for your headlights, even though there's not a lot of reflective su uh, surfaces. Like at Le Mans, you've got road furniture. You've got um, things like uh, road signs. You've got the white lines at the edge of the road, which are reflective. A lot of racetracks, including Road Atlanta, Silverstone that runs into the darkness sometimes, they don't. And you know, Formula One tracks typically don't have reflective lines. No. And Formula One tracks don't have anything near the track. It's a long way away. So you are really just looking at the surface of the road. And that can be very, very strange when you, you know, you're driving along. If you lose your concentration for a moment, certainly if you spin the car, and you restart, you've got to remember where you are. Very, very interesting. Don't get so much of the problem here at Road Atlanta. What you do get here is your headlights pointing at the sky a lot and lighting up trees. Verstappen is now only about four seconds away from putting a lap on pace on Constantini and putting Apex a lap back. So this, we're coming to a very, very important part of the race here. Costantini, 22 laps into his stint, 18 laps for Verstappen. And he will be able to see the Apex car just disappearing under the Suzuki Bridge as he comes out at 10B. He is now three seconds behind. He's lapping about a second a lap quicker than Apex, down through 12. It is, it's like being in a road car. The onboards from Verstappen's car are so smooth. Through one, up to the top of the hill at two. Bit of traffic ahead, just a little amber light, marker light above the windscreen. If you spot that, you know that that's Verstappen. He's, he's being a little more circumspect going past some of the GT cars. Down into turn six. The gap is still about three seconds. One ten zero last time around. So actually, Constantini took a bit of time out of him. Only a couple of tenths, but it, it's going to delay the inevitable. But that's all.
Constantini in the 96 car, over the top of the Prow at 11 and down the hill, plunging downhill. That is very steep down there. There's an access road that runs alongside the track there. And if you can manage to kick your golf cart out of gear at the top of it, trust me, you can get some decent speed down there. Yeah, I bet. But you have to you have to have checked beforehand to make sure your steering's all right, because once you get over a certain speed on a golf cart, it gets very, very scary wobbly. So I'm told. Of course, yes, you've just heard this on the yeah. great line here, say. Uh, Fraser Williamson, a little bit wide there, took some cones with him. Was that right in front of the race leader as well? Turn three. Turn three for the fifth-place car. No, I don't think that was Sir Max Verstappen who was wanting to sneak by. I think it might have been the second-place car, Could though. Could well have been. Mm. Costantini, who's still on the lead lap by his fingertips. Just, just. Marginal. And that won't Still about three seconds. Help. That's all he is. Uh, Michele Costantini just coming through turn one. Oh, this is a replay. Yeah, it was the second place car. There's the off from the 20 car. Yeah, no, wrong with my eyes, eh? Very good. Uh -huh. Even from, uh -huh. uh, from that car behind, which is not uh, easy to pick out in this level of darkness, the livery. Looks good in the daylight, very tricky though, it's black and white. So you did well there. And 33, now we'll be able to see the tail lights at various parts of the circuit. Don't, I don't think it's the next car ahead, I think it's the car ahead of that. Through the dust cloud, kicked up by the two prototypes ahead. Down towards six for Verstappen. On boards is how to watch racing during the night, I always think. Real life of VR. I, I, I could watch a whole race in yeah. the darkness hours. Well, it's very possible to do that these days. With yes, lots true. of teams choosing to televise effectively the whole of the race from the driver's perspective, which is fascinating to do for a, a different perspective entirely on a motor race, purely from the same vantage point all the way through, well, no Nürburgring 24 hours, a number of teams, I think they did that last weekend. Two questions. It's going to happen in the next couple of laps. How hard does Constantini fight to stay on the lead lap? And supplemental, new fastest lap of the race, by the way, last time around by Verstappen, he's just trimmed a tenth off, 108.794, as opposed to... No, hang on. Yes, one, 108.794 as opposed to a 108.797, which was the quickest lap that was held by Apex. So we're getting some fast laps. How hard does Verstappen try to put the lap on Constantini? How hard does Constantini try to stay on the lead lap? Well, that battle's only going one way. Verstappen's gaining all the time and Constantini having that car's produced had produced the fastest lap of the race as you say it's now been taken away from Max Verstappen but there's no doubt about no, no, the Verstappen's pace of Verstappen's just got it back yes, from, saying, yeah. from, from the Apex car I'm sorry there's no, there's sorry. no doubt about the pace of Constantini's car yeah. however I mean what have you got to win really apart from okay well I stayed on the same lap as Max Verstappen I think the concern now for Constantini is retaining conserving that 41 second advantage he's got over yeah. Maxime Briand spot on and it, you, you, you're going to lose time defending Max Verstappen f for zero gain, pretty much, and then you'll find that Briant will 
gain 15 odd seconds or something and, and put the number 96 car under unnecessary pressure. So I, I would just let it right. go. Fabrice Cornell has come in in the Uranus Esports Hawir car. Hawir. Uh, and where is he? He was in fifth. Oh, come on. Scroll down. My machine's getting tired tonight, I think. Uh, that's the number 90 car, isn't it? Yes, in the red and black colours. Well, I reckon he's only done 35 laps there last time around. Yeah, agreed. Okay. So he's going to need another stop. Uh, yes. And I mean, to be honest, he would he's have. About, I reckon he's about 15 laps short. Yeah, well, that would work on the time as well, because uh, they generally do. Arjuna just says hour. 20 minutes of fuel. Thank you, Arjuna. Well, there's an hour and 23 left on the clock. GTE cars generally can make the hour, or just shy of that, 57 minutes perhaps. So. Sven Haas in from the lead of uh, GT3. Now, can't make the end from here, no. which is what I thought. No, you're spot on there, mate. And the second place car is going to come in in about 10 laps time, maybe nine laps time. And again, I mean, that's tighter. You know, the closer you get to 60 minutes being left on the clock, the better the whole situation but so Moreno Sirica the car he shares with Josh Thompson to the sharp end again in GT3 but Charlie Collins for me for Sim RC Titan still in a slightly better position here so Moreno what's the difference between 4.51 and 4 in terms of laps between their previous stops pretty sure it was 9 just confirm that because it's important to the end of the race so there they are four to the lead and last time around the gap between Lucas Gisted and the stop for Thompson at the time was one two three four five six seven eight what nine, ten laps so from ten laps at this point we'll see the four car in from the lead of GT3. Yeah. The question is, 10 laps, is that's that 20 odd minutes? Or is it short of the hour mark? It's 10, it's 10 minutes plus 10, plus 160 seconds, isn't it? Uh, which is not enough. No, I don't think it is It's either. just a shorter splash. In comes the Williams Esports BenQ car, Moreno Surica, into the pits now. So they've come in now. So even though I don't think they needed to, I'm with you. So Sirica in, in the number four car. 13, 20, and they needed 20 minutes. So, right, interesting, they've come in now. Well, that, it's gonna be That's two stops. Well, that was 42 laps. So, I mean, he, he, was, he was pushing on. The Biela Racing team behind them is on 40, will be on their 44 lap now. Apex in second. Let's go back to that battle for the front of the field and whether Verstappen is going to lap the whole field. With his teammate, Jonas Vollmeyer, of course, he's done his job as well. Verstappen flashing the lights. No, mate, I'm going to stay on the lead lap, thanks very much. You stick your car down the inside, see what happens now. 
Ah, so what's actually happened is I'd missed the 33 laps that Josh Thompson did previously. Right. So Sirik has stint length is fine, 42. And maybe the 33 laps prior to that was to line them up to the finish. So yep. they were already back timing four stints so. from the end. Yeah, okay. They still, but they can't make the finish from here is the key point. And no, they the couldn't have made it work even if they'd gone to 44 laps. Another fastest lap of the race, 108 from Verstappen last time around, but it was a 1091 that time around because he's in traffic and oh, he pushes his luck going around the outside of the BMW. Not sure I'm, I might have done that. Through five. Flashing light, he's on the flash button. Down to fourth, down to third for turn six. He's getting a little bit of unsettled movement from the back of the car. And he got a bit of wheel spin coming out of seven as well. Plus you like as much as you want, mate. He's staying on the lead lap. It's not how it works, particularly not here in America. He'd be getting a warning now for flashing his lights too much. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Uh definitely a line that can be overstepped yeah. if you are causing a, a distraction more than anything. He's let Costantini know that he's there. Costantini said, knows he's there. McKaylee's not going to just jump off the racing line to allow him no. through. So you no. flash a couple of times, say, I'm the race leader, I want to come by. If no reaction, then you've got to just stop, haven't you? Well, you've got to make the decision of whether you're just going to follow him. He's going to pit before uh, the red line car anyway by what six or seven laps uh, in fact he is coming in at the end of this lap I right, reckon okay because okay. he's on his 33rd lap already Constantini so that's a pretty good run for him so the cooler temperatures the better track conditions now somebody needs to be telling Max he's pitting the end of this lap mate don't worry about it because the you're worst gonna, thing... You're going to run out of juice on those lights if you carry on that way. Worst thing he could do now is stick one up the inside yes. and end up damaging the car. Good point. Let's see if Constantini goes to the right. He does. He's heading to the pits. Yeah. GTE race leader in as well. Lassie back. And that means that car's going to have to stop again for a splash too to see it through to the finish. Is that, uh, is that likely to bring in anybody else to the fight? No, Phil D Danes is over a minute behind, so Lassie back should be comfortable. That's a 45-lap stint for him. Yeah. And you can't do an hour and 17 on a tank, no, no, so no, no, uh, it'll have to be no. a splash to see him to the uh, We've now got the straight 500 laps predicted. OK. Yeah. Yeah, that's 498, 499, fluctuating yeah. between the two. When Verstappen comes in for a couple of stops, that might peg it back to just under 500. But uh, be a nice round figure. Still interested to know what's going on at Corva. How far back are they? 7.35. Yeah, they've got to be on for a podium. I don't think they can take the win because the gap back to the leader is too far. Antio Hall are back behind the wheel of that BMW. Remember, they got turned around coming to the green flag. So they've done an extraordinary job to get back as far as they can. 
and they were they were running long early when nobody was running long they've had a couple of extended 47 I think they did at the best didn't they for the 707 48 707 yeah nobody's got close to that well they, they can do it on one more stop because they've got plenty of laps in hand they last stopped we're working for those guys lap what 405 and the GTs and they last stopped at lap 3 3.79 I reckon so they've probably got another 10 laps plus and that is going to take them very close very close to going with just one more stop very close indeed two stints that were 48 laps long one from Valtteri Alanda which was the second stint of the race and then Antti Ahola did it later on as well so Matt Farrow in the pit lane after a 32 lap stint their race got away from them early on Matt did a triple and they did try to triple the tyres in the earlier part of the day when the track was hotter. It looked like it had worked. They led the race, but in the last third of that stint, last eight or ten laps, pace just dropped right off. And then they had a couple of incidents, didn't they? In that uh, purple car. And you just know that Patrick Wolf is going to be kicking himself his first stint out he'd been sitting there waiting for three stints and he dropped the car pretty much as soon as he got it out the pit lane yes on cold yes. tyres and heavy was tanks outlet, wasn't it? it was yeah yeah and then he had another little mm. little offet and that's the one thing you cannot afford to do if you're going so radically off strategy yeah. from everybody else you've got to keep the consistency and hope that it'll all work out in the end but yeah when you're chasing your tail then from just stint four it's very very tough Gianni Vecchio pits from fifth with the Porsche the sole Porsche in the GT Le Mans GTE category not sure what that their thoughts were there See what happens when they change drivers and the car disappears from the pit lane it is literally pitch black yeah Yes. I, I was like, oh, the lights have gone out. <laughs> um, and there is a bit more light than that in real life because the, there are a few gantry lights. Yeah. Um, and there's a bit of light that shines now across the track. The bridge, uh, which is the Michelin walkover bridge, is lit. And the new Michelin Tower building has a lot more lighting. So there is a wee bit on the front straight. There are always some apex lights at turn six and seven. And I think down in the complex of turn A and B as well there's some lights but it's pretty dark out the back pit lane for Verstappen that's early I think that's a wee bit early isn't it uh, that's just popped up no 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 Thir 32 32 it will be yeah yeah by the time he goes back out no all right so why did they did a 25 lap stint earlier yeah. with Valmeyer? Again, that might just be to line the car up perfectly to the final stint, so back timing many stints out, perhaps, to get Max in. But to be honest, Verstappen, I didn't think it'd been notably quicker than Valmeyer. It's one more stop from here. Uh, 60 laps to go for them. Okay, so one yes. more stop here. 
they can do that quite easily. That's why they've done that, as you said. Now the question is, who gets in? So Max does this, so does Max do the triple to the end? That would be three full stints. Uh, sorry, no. Nonsense. 38, 38, yeah, it's fine on the time. Um, Verstappen's just done one, hasn't he? So he's certainly going to stay for yes. the next one. And that's it. And, uh, and then there's one more one after more that. One more after that. So they've got a choice, haven't they, whether they keep Verstappen at the wheel or put Valmeyer in. Probably doesn't really matter. At the moment, they've done exactly half of the race to here now each. Yeah. Valmeyer's done about four minutes, 13. Verstappen has just gone back out again. Has done four minutes, 15. Yeah, but as you say, 4.40 completed, looking at 500 laps maximum, I think, as a total. So that's 4.99 again now. It's, okay. it's just yeah. doing that thing, isn't it? Well, as long as it's... Even if it stretches out to 5.01 or 5.02, they should be fine. They're fine. Because they can do 31, they can do 32 if necessary. Uh, so that'll take to 5.04, so perfectly within the envelope there. Still a big question mark as to which way GT3 is going to go. I think Collins is in the best spot, now leading the class again, 176. He'll be the first to stop between the 176, the 451 of Sven Haase and the 4 of Moreno Siricar. But when Collins comes in, there should be just about a stint to go then, whereas it's not as even f as, uh, as that as the, for the two cars behind. Correct. Uh, just a, a little note, and Arjuna uh, reminds me, Verstappen lapped the field when Constantini came into the pit lane. Yes. Um, the big difference now is he's got back out and Constantini did not get back on the lead lap. Right. So the whole field now is 2.54 miles down and more on the number 33 team red line orange, the Valmeyer Verstappen car. So that was down to the extra one, two, three, four, five, six laps that... No, I'm looking at the wrong one. It uh, probably about the same, actually, for Verstappen on effectively the in-lap. It was five laps, I make yeah, it. Yeah, correct. Um, and, yeah, the, the quicker time that he was able to, to produce without Costantini in front has effectively uh, leapfrogged him. You know, y you're talking about an average lap time that's half a second quicker. Yeah. over Constantini on that last stint. Yeah. Um, what was interesting is the stint before, Valmeyer's average was down in the one, nearly 111, um, which that's unusual for Jonas. Uh, he'd been 1099 previous. Uh, so maybe there was some feeling that he was getting tired. Yeah. Because he was losing on average couple of three seconds a lap to the teams behind them so it's not that they didn't have that time to give up they did well that was also the end of a triple for Valmeyer so, oh was it so understandably he was getting and, tired ah so the other thing is did they not change the tyres <sighs> that I don't know but right, let's have a look at the uh, the lap but the is, is there a notable drop I mean there is isn't it because it goes out to 110.9 for that third yes, exactly. stint the 25 lapper if you look at the pit stop history you should be able to tell on there because see where he was so at the 54 seconds in the pit lane 
that would suggest no tyres to me. Yeah. 125 for a set of tyres in the pit lane. One minute for his first stop when there would have been no tyres, 54 seconds. So a bit less fuel and no tyres, which is why they only did the short run. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? That they gave that a try. Now, the interest is still at the front of the GTE field where we're waiting to see what happens. Lasse back is back out in the number one car. The Corva BMW now on the pit lane rotation is up to second position. And I reckon Niklas came on 378. 380, 400, that's 22, and that's 32. Well, they've still got laps to give. Lassie backs seven laps into the stint, so he can do about another 40. I don't think he can go to the end. I really don't. So if we can get another six or seven laps... out of that Corva car, they are going to save a pit stop. They're not close enough. I I still don't think they're a minute behind Lasse back. Yes. And they've got a long pit stop, a full pit stop to go. So that's going to be a minute and 24 in the pit lane. Lasse back has got a shorter pit stop where probably, now, is, is back going to have to change tires? Is he on a double? Yes, yes, he is. is. So they might... Dare you risk the tyres on a triple? No, maybe not. Well, it, it won't knock me that far to the end. Uh, Ten laps, maybe? Cause it, it, Fifteen, I reckon. Fifteen? Twenty minutes. He, I'm trying to remember yeah. the exact time on the clock when back came in. It's an hour and five now. Uh, yeah, it might have been an hour and 17 from memory, because I said there was no way... He, he started the stint now. at UK time, 23.33.56. On lap 405. 23.33, so that's uh, 12 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, so that would wind it back to 17. That's what I remembered it being. So, you're going to come in with about 17 minutes left on the clock. Yeah. 15 laps, 14 laps, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Would you risk the tyres for a relatively short stint for the time you gain in the pits? You're going to lose Who's it. Who's he on racing track. though? That's what you've got to ask yourself. Yeah. Is he racing Corva, who are going to have to do a full stop? Is he racing Vanderval, Sim Racing? Now Vanderval, they've only recently stopped, haven't they? They only last stopped on 410. And that's got Phil Deans behind the wheel of the car. And they're a minute and 30 behind. So that's who, that's much more who you're racing, isn't it? True. But I don't think that car, Vendeval can't go to the end either, can it? No. Just a tiny splash for them. Now, they won't take tyres. So that's who you're racing. That's who you're racing at the end of the day. You'll need more fuel from them, and do you decide to risk it and take tyres? 
just in case you make a mistake and you've got to defend. True. Yeah. Yeah. You'll want the car to be manoeuvrable potentially on the last lap if you have got to hold somebody off. And the problem is, when the tyres start to go, they'll just go off the edge of a cliff and there's Ooh. no getting them back. So, <laughs> Sorry, I did not mean to make that exclamation, but there was three cars wide and the leader threaded the needle between the pair of them. That wow. was two class leaders there. <laughs> that was the GT3 class leader and the overall leader coming underneath the bridge at 11 down to 12. For a moment, we had three wide. And yes. That was tight on the inside. Just a little... Sim RC, Titan, Charlie Collins doing exactly the right thing. So a GT3, a GTE and the prototype, all three classes there. Verstappen decides to go and to go hard, decisive, down the inside. Very good. Nice move by Charlie as well to stay out the way of everybody there. Last thing yeah, he needs is true. a current GTE uh, car knocking him off the track. Well, because they're in a great place right now the 176 one more stop to make 22 seconds the lead and 30 laps on the stint so another 14 or so they could push two even if it's 40 odd laps that'll be fine because they'll be within the window then to go at the end to go to the end yeah. they're going to tick over into the final hour very shortly and where's Harzer on his fuel then in second um, he He's going to pit. He's going to have to pit about uh, eight or nine laps later than the race leader. Right. Yeah. He's. He's. Yeah. I well, know. He's. He's only 14 laps. Coming to 15 laps through his stint. JP. Oh yes, because there was that awkward stint from the four car, which I've not factored in. Okay. Either way, it doesn't fit neatly. No, no. For that car. And Sven's on his on the second part of a double. He's impressed me, Harset. Driven well. I'm still intrigued by this front of the field battle about how far the Corvette BMW M8, the 707 car, could go and whether it can steal back second position. Don't, as I said, I'm, I'm saying now, unless there's a problem. For Williams Esport, you don't wish that on anybody at this stage of the game. And you really don't. But at that point, you've got to say there's a second place, I think, on for Kova. And given yeah. how they start the race, stone last. After yes. being tipped around coming to the green. We'll give a race rundown for you. In about a minute or so as we head inside the last 60 minutes. What a cracker this has been. There's been a bit of wheel, quite a lot of wheel-to-wheel -wheel racing, but this has been very tactical, and it's all been all about proper, what I would call old-fashioned endurance racing. All right, we haven't had the mechanical issues, of course. Everybody's kept the cars running, so no engine failures. Nick was talking about it is possible. These guys have looked after the cars rather well. Big attrition rate for accident and incident. But other than that, it's been a 21st century old-fashioned race. And by that, I mean it's been flat out, but the strategy has still had to play out. So, into the last hour. Let's start, just for a change, at the GT 
three end of things. That'll keep everybody on their toes. Well done. <laughs> well done, Arjuna. Following along. If you're following along at home, follow the bouncing ball. Sim RC 176 leads. Uh, it is Charlie Collins behind the wheel. He's completed 398 laps and he's got 23 and a half seconds uh, on Sven Haaser. And likely to pit in the next four laps, I reckon. For Collins or Haaser? Collins. Collins, thank you. Uh, another 35 seconds further back, but still on the lead lap is the third place, Moreno Serica, driven Williams Esports Ben Q car. That's the number four car. Then it's the DV1 Triton Racing Audi. They are back on 396 laps completed. So they are a couple of laps away from those top three. Nine and a half seconds back is Tyler Hervez at the moment in the 11 car, the Parallax Racing Machine. 15 seconds further back then, Tom Valentini, who seems to have been in that car every time I've mentioned it. That's the 276 MIC Carbon Machine. Seven and a half seconds further back, but just into the pit lane, our final classified runner at the moment, Sergei Maturana for Jose Bordeles Racing. Uh, and he was 11 seconds or thereabouts behind when he pitted. Uh, Vendeval Sim Racing uh, have been out for a very long time. And yeah, they've been greyed out. So we have 25 cars of the expected 45, of which I reckon only 42 started, actually. The two Prologue React Esports cars didn't start. Uh, in GTE IMSA, GT Le Mans, GTE, call it what you will, uh, we have Lasse back with a handy 58 and a half second lead from Anti Ahola. Uh, Lasse back. Uh, around about 14, 15 laps into his stint at the moment. The Corva BMW on a massive comeback drive after being tipped around coming to the green and has half a minute on Vendeval Sim Racing Pink and Phil Deans. That's the two car in third. From Jurgen Frank in fourth. Uh, Jurgen is a further 14 seconds back from a podium spot at the moment that does put him just off the lead lap Diogo Cipinto Maniti racing another eight and a half seconds further back there's some tight gaps there and he's only got five seconds on the up down and flying around almost of, uh, of uh, Rano Esports Highway number 90 then 40 seconds further back it's the Porsche it's the 911 the red line car Four seconds ahead of Triple A Esports. I'm going to run right through these because they all deserve a mention. Rafael Rasag is next up for Triple A Esports, as I mentioned. 17 seconds further back. Alexi Nezov for HM Engineering. Max Del Orcos just come into the pits for SRC. Uh, Corsa Red. In fact, he's just gone back out again. He's in 10th. 11th, Elias Sepanen for BSNXT. Nine seconds further back, Wild Animals Orca, Artem. Grab off, and that's your 12, your round dozen that are still running there. 416 laps for the 12th place car against the leader on 420, so four laps off the lead. And at the head of the field, the only car currently on the lead lap 
and still lapping as quick if not quicker than anybody else Max Verstappen Jonas Valmeyer ably backing up the Formula 1 superstar 33 car leads by a lap and change as they would say around here Michele uh, Constantini for Apex Racing Team still a bit of a battle to play out potentially I reckon JP for the minor positions here although there's 43 seconds between Apex and Mivano uh, there's only four laps between them I suppose so maybe not quite as exciting but Matt Farrow is only four seconds away make that six seconds now away for Team Redline Purple from getting two Redline cars on the podium yeah and going. again that's going to come down to who's got the best and shortest last pit stop I reckon Fraser Williams is off the pace by another couple of laps and got 21 seconds. Call it 22 on Josh Ladd for Yassine. That's your top six behind that. Everybody else, Red Line Red's been out for a long time now. They were running strongly. They were the first top three. were all Red Line cars for a wee while early on and the Biela team car is over 450 laps down. That's how it stands with 55 minutes to go. Right, so Charlie Collins currently working lap 37 he did a 37 lap stint previously in 176 as well this is in uh, GT3 isn't in it? GT3 yeah. Yeah, yeah race leader and expected in well somewhere between now and 42 now. laps potentially because yeah. uh, his teammate Hayden Burns was able to eke out the fuel to another five laps I get the feeling that he's not hanging around though, Charlie Collins. They're certainly not fuel saving now. They don't need to no. with 54 minutes to go. They're, they're perfectly within the bracket to, to make a stop within the next two or three laps and be fine then on the mileage. And then it's just a question of keeping things neat and tidy for the best part of an hour on what has been an incredibly busy racetrack at times. It's quietened down now because of those that have fallen away. 25 runners we're left with. And the track seems quite happy with that amount currently as well. We're still getting yeah. a little bit of clumping here and there, but uh, for the main part, drivers can deal with it. Haas is going to have a short uh, uh, last run to the flag. Yes. Um, so that means a short stop at the end. So he will claw back a bit of refueling time. Let's not forget Charlie Collins and Sim RC won GTE at Le Mans as well. Arjuna reminds me. Thank you. And a big thank you, by the way, to all at Racebot TV, Hugo and Arjuna and everybody else behind the scenes. Once again, the coverage has been absolutely outstanding. Would that we could have this in full metal racing. Yes, I know we can't, but really good use of the overheads and the onboards. have loved watching it really found it entertaining thank you thank you and thank you Charlie up at turn seven with the racetrack stretching ahead of him nice position to be in when you're inside the last hour you know you can take your pit stop pretty much any time to get you to the end yeah for the leaders computer is predicting 44 laps to go that would put us on 500 and that therefore would be 
over 1500 miles yes. of racing 2.54 here is that right uh, I have that in my head and yeah, I've, I've said that from the beginning and I've never looked it up pretty close to that uh, Colin stayed out again by right. the way good but that's fine page I'll find out the exact distance for you but uh, a thousand miles is 394 laps so yeah it's pretty close to two and a half miles Charlie just holding his racing line as the highway sponsored BMW goes down the inside and there was a prototype in there as well I think that's a number 20 car isn't it that's going through there, the Fraser Williamson car. That car was quick as well in the early stages, the silver and black. Charlie doing his best to steer out of harm's way, and that's what the team will be telling him now. Yeah, it was the 20 car. Uh, Anti Ahola has come into the pits for the GTE. 707 the Corva car so there's there's a question answered uh, and they will be able to go to the end from here so that's their lost pit stop in fact they are already out of the pit lane uh, what I need to see is what that last pit stop time was 53 so that was fuel only then uh, yes well, yeah, one or two have been doing 54, 55 second stops, and you cannot squeeze a tire change in there because tyres done entirely separately from the fuel proper and driver way. change. Yeah, precisely. That's the way I would say that. You can you can do a driver change inside the time that it takes to ch to fill the oh, car of fuel. Yeah, 15 seconds, I think Nick was saying to do a driver change, but that's eight, you're able to do that legally as well. So you can do those in parallel. But then, if you want to do tyres, that has to be done as the next sequence. Uh, it's 4,088 metres round here, by the way. Which that doesn't help. What did you say the mileage was? 2.54. Bang on. Oh. 2.54. So 500 miles is? Come on, do the, where's the calculator? That's not it. Do you know what I visualised there? The Go track on. graphics for NBCSN when they show me the <laughs> at the beginning of the show and it always shows how much it is and I'd visualised. It says 12 turns, but obviously I always said 12 corners. Yes. Because I would have been, my late father would have slapped me round the lugs if I'd said turns and straightaways. <laughs> corners and straights, lad. None of that kind of talk. 2.54 times 500 is 12.70. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So nearly 1,300 miles. Sorry, yeah. I over-egged the pudding there. Very unlike you. <laughs> Hey-ho. Hey-ho. Another good... Hey, Charlie Collins has just done the fastest time in GT3 of the race. So that's got to be an in-lap now, surely. 40. This is his 42nd lap. I don't think that car's been longer than 42 laps on a stint. Hey, and by the way, the VCO guys... Uh, Sorry, the uh, Corva guys, a minute in the pit lane last time around. And their pit stops have been, I think they've been, one, two. I think this might be a quad stint on those tyres. Wow. 
First pit stop 104. Second pit stop 132. That sounds like tyres to me. 103, 132. Tyres. 103, no tyres. 131, tyres. And then since then, 106. One minute, one minute. Yeah. There's hardly any room in there at all to check. Well, unless they're changing one tyre. Yes, could be. Tight. Could be. I hadn't thought of that. Because, again, that's done in sequence, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and it still takes the same time to go up on the, yes. on the jacks. It just comes down a bit quicker. Yeah. Or earlier, should I say. It comes down at the same speed. You know what I mean. I do. Right, so the longest stint for car 176 that leads GT3, actually 44 laps. And we're now on 43 laps being worked currently by Charlie Collins. So it'll have to be in at the latest on the next lap if he doesn't come in at the end of this one. But very good speed indeed being shown by the Sim RC Titan uh, GT car that leads the class. Battle for position. Fabrice Cornelis and Diogo Cipinto coming down, or going up rather, from one to two. Down the front straight is what I was trying to say, but by the time I'd got to say that, they'd already gone through that area and moved on. No hanging about here, is there? No. Right, Collins is in now, and this will be the 176's final stop of the race with the cars behind likely to take the lead but it'll be a brief affair oh what happened to 11 car wheel on the grass between six and seven and just about held on tyler Hervé's in front Parallax of 20 racing. i think that was a fraser williamson just Again. sneaking through yeah so coming down to six attack six in the fifth Get on the brakes for third. Just ran on the curb a little bit. And Fraser Williamson does a great job of missing him. That could have been huge. Parked sideways. No side marker lights in the dark at turn seven. Ooh, no thanks. It was a question of where the car was going to roll next, though, because yeah, yeah. I think Fraser was committed point. to the outside and then thought, no, don't keep rolling well backwards. Did well not to fall off as well, to be honest, yes, on the did. outside. Yes, he did. Really good. And actually, a good job he didn't go for the gap uh, just in front of the Audi's nose because the first gear was located very quickly by the spinning car and uh, there would have been contact there as well. So uh, Williamson deciding to go around the back of the Audi and yeah negotiated turn seven which is tricky anyway before you've introduced the broadside gt3 car into the mixture right so collins stays at the wheel he has made his final stop and showing it's such it's good GT speed again. gt3 yeah. he's yeah. dropped down to second position on the pit stop but sven Haaser has to stop he does for a splash at some point how far do we think Hazen can go into race? Uh, another uh, 12 laps, another 14 laps, quite possibly. Hazen, he's on lap 28 currently, and we just see a 43 lap stint from Collins. Right. So if they can find that sort of longevity and Haas has done a 43 lapper actually the, the previous time around so expect yep. another 43 again and that's 15 laps away well at that point you splash the fuel and leave the tyres you have to oh yeah, you? yeah yeah 
Yes, to give yourself a, a chance. Haza is on his second stint. And Commons, has he stayed in for a third then to the finish? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yes. So he got in on lap three to eight and has done 37 laps, 43 laps and now all the way to the finish. Now in GTE what we've got to think about is who stops and for how long. What we know for sure is that the 707 car is fueled to the end with Anti Ahola behind the wheel that currently sits in fourth position in class and is that's 21 21 seconds behind second place forget first at the minute because Lassie back has got that in the bag for Williams Esports so it's it's when the Vendaval number two and when the CMRC GTA 76 stops. Yeah. And quite possibly Fabrice Cornelis involved in this as well. 4.8 seconds away, the number 90 car, which has really been in the wars at various points. Now, he's got about sure. another 10, 12 laps to go before he stops, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, okay, right. So that's, that's going to actually stop before everybody else and will probably take it out of the equation by that point. Well, he can stop any time now. Well, yeah, he could, yes, yeah, true. Is the thing. And, and I I wonder, you know, the longer out you stop, the, and if you're going to do that, then you put new tyres on. Mm. And you absolutely cane it. Yeah. You absolutely cane it. And then you've got more time to make up the time you lost to put the tyres on, if you see what I mean. Yes. And make it back. But what are you going to make? You know, you've got under... You're going to lose 25 lap, uh, seconds in the pits putting tyres on. You've only got 41 minutes left. Mm. That's tough. And also, there's You've pressure. You've got to make up, you know, a second, probably a second a lap to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Which might be doable. There's also <laughs> pressure from behind for Manatee Racing, which I'd not spotted. Diogo C. Pinto is He's been only on 1.4 seconds behind Cornelis. So yeah. He's been right on it. Yeah, he has. So the first place in GTE pretty much decided, unless there's a major problem for Williams Esports Chill Blast. But then I'm really not sure what order second, third, fourth, well, I, fifth, I and think, sixth place I think Corva are second. I think Corva are running effectively second at the moment because okay. they are stopped and done. Uh, Vandervel have to come in, and as I said, they are only uh, 16, 22, 23 seconds ahead and just transiting the pit lane and getting a bit of fuel. It's about 22 seconds, the delta for the pit lane, I'm being told. Here's Cornelis into the pit. I like this. Yeah. Doesn't have to come in now on fuel, but get in, get into a rhythm, and crack on. So fuel going in now. He 
shouldn't need a full tank. Oh, didn't need anywhere near. Oh, no, sorry, that's the Apex Racing team coming in from second, excuse me. I was too busy watching the stopwatch. Looking further back down the pit lane to see when Cornelis' car runs. Constantini, I'm guessing, will stay in. Cornelis is moving, 24 seconds. So that was, I think that was fuel only. And so he's now fueled to the end. But no tyres. But no tyres. And I, I thought they might have gambled and put some tyres on. But I did not see that car go up. So he needed more fuel than I thought there. He's Jurgen Frank coming in in the number 76. Sim RC. Uh, that's coming in from fourth position. Or will drop the fifth immediately. As through goes Manatee. So this is a splash of fuel as well. So what did I say? It was 26 seconds for the last BMW that stopped. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, not 25 and a half. So he, he's gained about a second on the last car. So everybody who's coming in is going to gain a little bit of time yeah. here because they need a tiny bit less fuel. Yeah. So and a hauler does not need to stop. So indeed. Van der Waal is the only car ahead of them now still to stop. And I wonder whether they bring Phil Deans in now or whether they run him all the way to the end. There is a slight advantage of running the car to the end if you're not going to change tyres in that you're not putting extra weight on those tyres for the longest time. Yes. So you're running it down to nothing, then putting a bit of fuel in. It's not super heavy. You're going back to the 15-minute mark or thereabouts and then sending him again, whereas now you'd have to put extra fuel in, it would be heavier. In from the lead of GT3, Sven Haaser, but this was the pit stop we were expecting, that looked short, that looked very short indeed. So, the question is, Charlie Collins gone through, Sarika's gone through as well, but Sarika has still to make the 10th stop for Williams Esports BenQ. So Haas are back out in third. I'm pretty certain that will become second. And he is 14, let's call it 15 seconds behind Charlie Collins, the leader, who we believe has made his last stop. Yes. No, no, fine to the finish now, Charlie Collins. In right. 176, isn't it? Yes. You sure? Yeah, because he stopped five laps ago. Right, okay. And that was yep. mean, we were easily right. well beyond the hour point by that Ooh. stage. Harset. Just a little mistake. Going out of the pit lane. Chops right across in front of one of the prototypes. It was a 32 car. And sent that car almost off the track. So that was it. Exit in the pit lane here, you've got to be so careful. So Harsa third net second, out of 15.9 seconds to the leader now. Then that's the battle. On the micro split, 16.0. So that's the battle 
because the number four Williams car has yet to make its 10th spot stop. Yes. And I'm also keeping an eye on the gaps in GT3 now with Collins, the race leader. Yeah, that's what Good I to about. the finish. Yeah. So you, you, have you added the seven and the eight up to, to get 15 seconds effectively? Yeah, and it's, first six, and it's just over 16 now. Yeah. As it's changing all the time, of Marina course. Sirica, yes. Sirica's half away. He's, he's been out there for 33 laps. He's got to come in shortly. And he, he can't hold on to second. He will drop the third. Uh, ooh, I tell you what. Let me, let me do that scrolling thing. Yeah, he'll only drop the third because DV1 Triton, the 1-1, the, one, one, the triple one rather, car, Marek Lemenek, Premislav. Premislav? Premislav Marek Lemenek. Probably close. I'm, I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> PML, PML, he, he, yeah, yeah, absolutely. he's further, he's Go too far that. back, I think, to get third. So Williams Esports will, I think, be okay. Back Verstappen into the pits. Thirty-four uh, minutes. Yeah, that's fine. You happy with that? Yeah, he, he can that's, do a, that's another thirty-two. He's done his full stint, so he yeah. won't need a full tank of fuel he can take tyres there's no reason for him not to take tyres here because and in fact he's getting out the car so it's going to be Valmeyer Jonas Valmeyer who will bring the car home but there's no reason for them not to do tyres because they've got such a big lead over a lap there's no point in risking throwing the car at the scenery or having to go offline and pass someone worn tyres like going offline even less than unworn tyres. True in the real world, true in the virtual world. And they're just, you don't need to cut corners at this stage. No. You've, you've built this massive gap. Maxime Briand is in from second anyway. So, so Apex will go back to second here. Yes. And have done. They've just crossed the line. Constantini running to the line. So Still shown as 51 odd seconds behind Valmeyer as well. That's just turned to two minutes fourteen as it all shakes out. So, yeah, as still, he crossed the line, still got yeah, yes, as Valmeyer probably is on the move. Yes, yeah. he is, and he's back in the race now. So they've retained their lap lead over everybody, and uh, are in a perfect position now. The team red line, orange, Delara rejoining the race. Driver change. They had the luxury of doing that, and I'm sure they've given Valmeyer four brand new tyres, and just got to stroke it home from here now. So through seven Constantini on the track. That's the question. He is heading down the hill to turn 10A. So he's actually, I reckon, just on the end of the tail lap, actually. The tail end of the lead lap with that slightly longer stop. Okay. Valmeyer will have taken tyres. He would have filled. So he is going to be around about I reckon 50 seconds behind it's a minute minute all right yeah okay I'll take that a minute point two right 
So that is the race, if you want to call it that, with something close to 27 laps to go and a 1300 mile race, certainly over 1200 mile race will be in the books. So you're looking at taking somewhere in the region of two seconds a lap out of the leader every lap. Yes. And that's a massive ask, particularly when the leader's on fresh tyres. And Perfect strategy. Costantini, six laps in to this stint, I reckon. I don't the think they stint. took tyres. I yeah, don't think not. they took tyres. I certainly didn't take four tyres. Let's just have a look. That's car 96. So its last stop was a minute. Back that's into the race at 10 past the hour. So yeah, that's 20 about right. 22 seconds delta down the pit lane nope. and 32. Mm, yeah, I, I don't think they took tyres. Well, two stops ago, they took a minute and 25 in the That's pits with a full bit of full, full uh, set of tyres. Correct. Maybe a minute, and the, the stop prior to that, a minute and three seconds, gives you wriggle room for one tyre change, perhaps, but even that's tight yeah. to be able to do that Possibly. That, that time available. Still waiting for the Vendeval Sim Racing car to make its lap stop and the Williams Esport car that leads in the GT Le Mans GTE category to make their last stop. They're working lap 37 in the lead of the class at the moment. Doesn't have to do anything silly. In the well inside the window to get to the end for that car. Well inside. Just 25 laps to go. So they're going to, again, the lead that they've got in GTE, they've got a full lap, and I think you've got to do the same there. Uh, Lassie's on his second stint, so that's probably going to be a driver change. New set of tyres, take the car at the end. Take the glory laps, fella. Whoever jumps in. And that's been another very good, measured, strategic run, but with good pace as well. Yeah, Lassie's done a double. So I reckon it'll be Daniel Lafuente who'll take that car to the flag. Unless he particularly doesn't like nighttime racing. But I do think it's worth banging an extra set of rubber on it. No sense in skimping at this stage of the game. Worth a new set of tyres, particularly when it doesn't cost you anything for a new set of tyres in terms of finances. It is just time. Valmeyer is out and running in the lead of the race and that gap is still hovering around about a minute. Porsche's going pretty well at the moment in GTE with uh, Alexi Usi Yakola driving and the 991 RSR uh, half a second or so quicker than the Arano BMW so there may be a change for sixth place in GTE. Are they good to the, the end? end. Uh, that's a good question. Cornell's Cornelis is. He's made his last stop. He was the first of the GTE cars, I reckon, to come in and make his last stop. I don't think the Porsche is. Uh, I think the Porsche's not. got one more stop to make. It's uh, its current stint not showing up on 
and they've only made nine trips to the pit lane. So Lassie back, uh, Phil Deans, Anti Ahola, all on nine. But Ahola has saved a stop. They have saved a stop in the Cover Cup. They are fueled till the end. Manatee Racing only nine as well, and then further back the Porsche, HM Engineering also had nine stops so I think they've both got a splash before the end at least a splash 407 Porsche's doing 44 laps so 447 451 laps completed and I'd expect the Porsche in so yes it's going to have to stop in the next 10 laps or so, so can't gonna, make it beyond that point so it's going to have another 10 laps or so to go after that yeah Under half an hour to go. Let's give you another quick rundown with pit stops still to come in some of the classes, but not at the front of the field. Side by side action through the final corner there. That's that the, is that's the passing position. Yes. Yeah. So it could still happen before the Porsche has to make a stop. And Lacola definitely quicker than Cornelis in this phase of the race. Cornelis can let him go. Cornelis is fueled to the end. And really. Somebody's got to be saying that Porsche's got to stop again. Don't yeah. put yourself in the wall. Let's keep an eye on this for a moment before we go through the ifs, buts, ands and maybes. Also into the pits was the treble one car from fourth position in GT3 there as well. Happy with that, yes. Marek Lamanek staying at the wheel for DV1. To, to fourth place as well. Right, while you keep an eye on, actually, the Porsche is going to have a look down the inside into 10 here. They've found a bit of pace since it got cooler, but it's all come rather too late. Classic overtaking manoeuvre at Road Atlanta. Oh, that's exactly what I was talking about. Oh, he's turned him around. The 90 car, that was nasty. There was no need for that. No need at all. Porsche gets to the inside, did squeeze him a little bit, but that was afters. That was retaliation in my book. Oof. Tell you what, good job. We haven't got uh, Clark the course here. Well, Porsche's there. It's a good job it wasn't the other way around, the BMW spinning, because he said the Porsche's going to come into the pits pretty shortly. Porsche's right up on the curb so there. So it has the corner there. But then he starts to ease across. I reckon the Porsche should have stayed towards the, more towards the middle of the road. BMW doesn't like it and just keeps his foot in after the first impact. That's the bit that would get him sent for a stop and hold in IMSA racing. Not the fact that there was contact, although you could say there wasn't room left by the Porsche, but it's the fact that when contact is made, there's no attempt to back out of it. That's tough to judge, because the Porsche's obviously arriving at that corner way quicker than it would be on a qualifying lap, but it's because it's pulling off an overtake. So that you're then turning left and trying to find your way through the next bit of the corner, that naturally puts you very close to the curb of the right-hand. But right he hadn't hand. cleared him. He no, had, but had, I, 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 think I think he carried so much speed. Yes, I know the rule is you've got to allow for a car's width, but yeah. he carried so much speed into actually initiate the overtake. I don't think you can scrub the sufficient speed off then yeah. to, to provide the lane. And do so the block pass. Yeah, so I, I yeah. mean, that's tough. It would be interesting in real life which way that might have been called, actually. Because the overtake's going to lead to an incident in the next bit of the chicane. 
BMW could have got out of it, but you don't want to because you're fighting for position. But that's, you know, you tail Fabrice Cornelis. By the way, that Porsche's due in the next 10 Yeah, laps. what happens if he'd broken a wheel or, you know, oh, yeah. got suspension damage there? I'm the sure there's a bit of damage on, on both of those cars. Yes. Anyway, we can't necessarily see, but we'll be being felt. Damage to the rear wing of the Porsche, certainly. Yeah, that was uh, quite heavy. It's a good look car shape that Porsche that's the 991 RSR not the RSR 19 the latest version but the one before that but it is the one in terms of the driving dynamics this one the position of the engine and the gearbox around absolutely legal there's nothing that says you couldn't have a front engine Porsche actually front engine 911 but, but why, why would, would you, you do, do that, that? <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that when, the, the, when that car first came out and it was all explained because I I presumed that there was some rule that defined a engine compartment and within that you could do whatever you want so there is Moreno Sarika coming in for eSports as we predicted so he'll drop the third but that's as far as he'll drop as long as he can keep that going yeah I presumed there was a defined engine beer and within that you could move engine and gearbox around and Oh, who was it? Who was the engineer at that point? He's now heading up the programme, actually. Frenchman. Good lad. Yeah, he really knows the, the game very well. Anyway, he said, no, no, we can put the engine in gearbox wherever we want. So you could have the engine in the front in the 911. Why would you want to do that? Why would we want to do that, he said. Some discussion about why the car stayed as a normally aspirated 4 litre, now out to 4.2, 4.195 I think it is, and it literally cannot go any bigger that, that engine, there, there are, there is no room, there is 9 millimetres between the bores, 3 mils between in the middle, yes. and then 3 either side of that 3 for the the water jackets yeah. around the cylinders. Talk about precision engineering. And I've driven a road going 4 litre 911. I've got to tell you, it's a beautiful thing to behold. Had a GT3 Touring in Australia a wee while ago. And the new 992, the first motorsport shape for the 992, is going to be the Porsche Cup car. And that's debuting next year, the brand new Porsche Carrera Cup North America. Be in the Super Cup as well, of course, next year. Uh, the top class in Porsche Carrera Cup North America will be for 992 Cup cars. So GT3 R is the Cup. Everything is GT3 at Porsche. And then you've got the R, the RS, and the RSR. Which, if I remember like rightly, is the Cup car, the GT3 car, and the GTE car. Okay. I think that I've got that right. I think I've got that right. But I've seen some uh, early pictures of the Cup car. It looks magnificent. And the GT3 road going car I've seen as well interesting rear end treatment on that I'm not sure if that's going to make it to production 
Meantime, at the head of GT3, Charlie Collins marches on. Still no pit stop for the Vandeveld Sim Racing. Second place GTE car. What are you looking up? I'm got sure the mom book out and everything you there. Were, you were after the uh, name of the guy who heads up the programme, and I thought I might be able to lay my finger on uh, oh, the I'll Frenchman. Evil, I'll you tell me in a second. Do you mean the boss of uh, Porsche GT team? Mind you, that's Manta, isn't it? So not necessarily the same thing. Who have you got? Well, team principal is Frederick Enzinger. Oh, yeah, that Frederick Fritz Enzinger. He's the, he's the top dog from Porsche over all of the GT teams. Right. So he's. I think he's a board member, actually, now. Uh, Williams Esport in for its final stop from the head of GTE. They can have a cup of tea and a picnic if they really wanted to. Oh, what are your 15-second stops? So they haven't put tyres on that car. What are they? I'm not sure what they're worried about. They've got a lap on pretty much everybody. They're back out again. It's only a short run to the end, I suppose. So maybe no need to put tyres on. Only 18 minutes, so what you got there? 12, 13, 14 laps. So that's understandable. So Anti Ahola now in third is waiting for the stop from the second place car in class, which is Phil Deans. Now, when did Phil last stop? Is he trying to eke things out at the minute? Because if he can, he might have. He's done 38. Yeah, he did so 45 last time. Seven laps no, is not enough, no, is it? No, no, no. He's no going to be five laps short, five or six laps short, isn't he? Yeah. Phil Deans then, even with his pink fluffy slippers on with <laughs> rabbit ears, he's not going to get it home there. He could have the softest feet in the world. He's pushing, actually. He's really pushing. And the reason he's really pushing here, JP, is not to keep hold a second, although, what's he got? 27 seconds. I don't think he can do that. But another f six seconds further back is Diogo Cipinto. And that's who he's battling, I reckon, for third place on the podium. Yes. You know, recognising that the 707's probably got too much. Mm -hmm. So then you're wrestling for third position with Pinto, as you say, for Manatee Racing. So Van Darvel in a great spot right now. Just under a minute away from the race leader, but crucially for car number two, which has been in second place for many, many hours, admittedly on the pit stop cycle, it does drop down to something like fourth place. But I remember after just an hour and a half saying first and second in GTE are cars one and two. Mm -hmm. And that was very easy for me to remember. And it's been sort of that way for the bulk of each of the, the, the stints, you know, if you think about the stints being an hour long, for the majority of that hour each time, they've been in the same order, but it's they're just going to miss out, sadly, Vendarvel Sim Racing Pink in their number two car, because they can't make it on the current fuel, and then it's a question of where they feed in, but I think the 707 and Cova have uh, just got a bit too much of an advantage now, being fine to the finish after... Ahola pitted last time around, or rather 
think it was his teammate, wasn't he? He brought it. No, it was a Hola who is now on a double and 27 laps in. He managed 45 laps on the previous stint, which is easily enough to get through the remaining 16 minutes and a little bit of change if necessary, depending on where the leader is when the chequered flag comes out. And you've always got to factor in in a GTE and a GT3 car an extra lap possibly two extra laps depending on uh, how unlucky you are if you're right in front of the race leader as the checkered flag comes out and the leader's already done an extra bit of time as well then you've got to go around one more 2.54 mile lap plenty of curb taken by Antiahola underneath the bridge and uh, headlights pointing completely in the wrong direction over the bridge there or rather under the bridge over the rise as uh, the headlights pick out the very dark skyline and then finally they point down towards turn 12 where you can just about hit your apex perfectly clear road in front this time for Antiohola it's a rare thing but it's becoming uh, more and more common as uh, various cars have dropped away Pascal Surlinden is the name I was looking for. There we are. Got there eventually. I just had to find something where I knew he'd appeared in. Yeah. And thank goodness Tim Gray had tagged him in the contents. Thank you, Tim. Pascal Zerlinden has uh, started off as an... He's a very clever lad. He's an engineer, race engineer, and integral part of the redesign of the 911 for the version that's running here and the 19 and he's been given more and more responsibility as well and he's got some very very cool ideas okay. about where Porsche might be in motorsport and how and who he might drag along with them as well Ferrari <laughs> sorry did somebody say something never then? heard a word no no okay and he's the sort of guy who can talk to everybody because he talks their language, that's the thing. Here comes the fourth place car, Diogo Cipinto from GT Le Mans, GTE. So this takes the pressure a little bit off Phil Deans for that third place. Deans is still going to have to stop. It's a nine-second stationary stop for Pinto. So that's going to give him round about 31 32 seconds in pit lane or oh, a little bit more than that 32.1 to when he releases the pit lane speed limiter and out he goes so now then and this is key the gap from phil deans back to diogo Cipinto is 36 seconds so that is tight yeah. The gap back to Anti Ahola, 28 and a half seconds. It's just going up. Phil Deans has really got the hammer down because he's trying to get, I'm, I'm thinking he's trying to get 33, 34 seconds before he pits. If he can get 33, 34 seconds on Anti Ahola, he might have a chance of holding on to second. Possibly. Yeah, it's a slim chance, but don't think it's completely out of his grasp he's only a tenth and a half away from that car's best lap of the race yeah to give you an indication of how well, that's he's what he's doing he's, yeah. he's he's definitely racing manatee racing for third and possibly 
I, I think they believe they've got a chance of holding on to second. I didn't think they did, but this turn of speed in the last three, four, five laps has really, really made it interesting. A hauler, remember, is working on all tyres into the pits for Deans. Right. Now, there'll be no tyres here. He's got to be stationary for fuel for something around about eight, nine seconds. No more than that. Keep an eye on Antti Ahola. Where is he? He's on the back straight at the moment. Into 10A now. So Deans has got to be rolling pretty much as this car is heading down into 12. So where's Deans? Is he, is he moving? He is. This is going to be very tight indeed for second, but I think Ahola is going to sweep around the outside. Still scored in second position. Here comes Ahola. This is the next set of headlights. Right there now. That's second and third together, and Ahola almost throws it off. So Deans has got out ahead. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. I didn't think that was doable. Kova on the older tyres. Andy Ahola not uh, Kova not able to keep up that pace, but he's got the pace now. Or has he? What's Dean's got left for grip? That's the question. Both cars moving around. That was as close as close can be. Now the question you've got to ask yourself now. We know Kova and Andy Ahola has no problem because they were on a full tank of fuel and therefore they can go to the end whatever happens you've got to hope they've done their arithmetic right yes in the other pit in the Vendaval sim racing pit and they've got exactly the right amount of fuel in and they don't have to go one lap longer than they thought they might the other slight mystery regarding Deans is that there was a, a, a one lap stint only a couple of stints ago which has sort of put them into this position now, if they can stay ahead, it's not going to be a huge problem, but um, there was definitely, yeah, it was when Phil took the car over from Micklegade, he did an outlap and then came back in again straight away, and that's cost them time dearly. Then it was fine, 45 laps from Deans, 44 laps from Deans, and now we're at a point where he can push to the finish, but I don't know what that problem was that forced him in. Six tenths of a second between first and uh, between second and third. Your battle in GTE one seven six continues to lead it. GT uh, three, excuse me. Charlie Collins by fourteen seconds now, and Sven Haaser matching Charlie pretty much tenth for tenth, almost hundred for hundredth, but not closing in. It was fourteen seconds. Uh, and it still is 14 seconds with uh, Moreno Sarica in third. So Ahola, do we think his tyres are just marginally newer than Phil Dean's? Well, he, he's he's done a double stint on them. Phil Dean's done a double stint at the last few laps to the end. But the start of his run was earlier than Ahola taking that car over. So uh, by two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, it's probably about 12, 13 laps. So arguably slightly better tyres. I mean, they're both, both cars will be running pretty second-hand tyres at this point, but is that going to be crucial? At the moment, Deans is able to edge away in second place from 7.07, but only slightly. Apparently, the one-lap stint is 
uh, according to team members, uh, a bit of a bug. Ah. It might just be a slight bug. So it didn't really happen, yeah. quite possibly. Okay. okay. Well, even better then, because... Uh, Arjuna, thank you. It, it's not an error from the team that run in second place no. that have got them into this position. It, it was sort of planned from the outset, therefore. Mm. And Van Darvel Sim Racing have been concentrated on on the lap speed to keep Kova behind. And that was the crescendo, really, the, the kind of real big moment. Could they stay in front or not? Well, they did, but Kova aren't done yet. Antiohola keeping the second place car of Phil Deans very much very, in his sights. Very honest, yeah. There's not, there is really nothing. That, this could turn on a bit of traffic, either slower traffic or faster traffic, to be honest. We're down to seven and a half minutes under that now. Uh, we haven't mentioned the front of the field for a while as we've been trying to follow these stories through the classes and for the positions. But at the sharp end of the field, Jonas Valmeyer has just gone through a 1.10.0. He does not have to hurry. Valmeyer has got Constantini, I think, right on his tail at the moment, but... That's a lap and that gap between them at the moment, by my calculations. Yeah, that's right, they're going through the S's at the moment, or they are now anyway. Constantini, a lap and about 10, 12 cars lengths behind, and hasn't been gaining. In fact, he was back on the lead lap, wasn't he? So the last couple of laps, Valmeyer has, I would suggest, caught and passed the 96 car and put that full lap on them again. Last six minutes now. Still this battle for second and third in GTLM. And Darvel racing second in the number two. Leading in the number one is... Lasse back. Just about a second now between Vendarvel and Kova. But I mean, that's nothing, is it? No. It's, it has gone out by a couple of three tenths, but that's nothing. That's a, a lift off, a fumble in traffic, a wheel dropped on the grass, yep. a miss of the break point, and you know, miss your turning point. And, just have to sort yourself out, and he's right back on you again. Well, I think men mentally, Dean's had everything to gain. Effectively, you know, he, he, mm. he could he could drive all out because he probably thought, "I'm not. I'm, it's unlikely I'm going to get ahead of Cover, but let's just give it a go." And then when you do come out in front, you think, "Oh, we've done it! Right, uh, can't make any mistakes now." And all of a sudden it swings around in your mind and the pressure's massively on the guy being chased all of a sudden. You know, Dean's spent 45 laps doing the chasing effectively to stay ahead of car 707. And now it's very much become a reality. And to have Antihola right there, ready to pounce, if there's a mistake from Phil Dean's, this is very high stakes motorsport now and just four and a half minutes to go. Desperate for Phil Dean's will be to get this race finished, whereas uh, Ahola will be eager for more and more laps. Mm. So, 
It's very much which perspective you're at as there's a slower GT3 car the, to get this by. This is an opportunity. Fourth place car and, and, a, and a yeah. P2 car trying to get through as well. Massive opportunity there. It was the fourth place car. Was that uh, the Manatee car? Uh, DV1, I think. Oh, uh, right, okay. Marek, Marek Lamanek. Uh, the, the GT3 car it was, was GT3, it? Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Difficult to see in the darkness. Back in the good old days, of course, you could always tell which classes there were by the colours of the headlights. True enough, yes. But because the, the, the cars with the positional lights in the windscreen have to be the GT3s because they're the only ones that carry them. The, G, the GT uh, LMs or GTEs do not. So out of five goes the car doing the chasing. Antiahola with Phil Deans. Now with an LMP2 car to allow by, should be able to do that out of seven. Thankfully, no contact between that LMP2 and the uh, number two car of Dean's. Maybe it will have been Josh Ladd, actually, in the 32 car looking to get by in the Yaz Heat Delara, and he did that safely. So, two minutes and 45 seconds left on the clock. Jonas Falmeyer. Now on to lap 4.99, and there's two more laps to go, therefore, mm -hmm. on the clock. Three more laps, potentially, for the GTEs. Well, yeah, we're looking at 5.01 now if we go three more laps. Yeah. No worries at all for Valmeyer. He's only on his 27th of what we know is a car that can do 31. Remember Second the place car in the pits. Costantini for oh. Apex Racing's come in. With yeah, just that's, a no, that's due. That's due. All right, that, fine. That's 31 laps. Okay. Uh, 55 seconds on Briant. Well, it'll be a very a very quick splash, won't it? Comes to a halt now. Fuel nozzle will connect and then be taken out almost instantaneously. So it won't be as close as the two BMWs, but Maxime Briand in 72 will be pushing on, and out goes the car. So it was a 55-second gap for Costantini. That will have come down to 25 seconds, quite possibly. So where's the race leader? Just on to lap 500 now, and heading down towards 10A. Jonas Valmeyer, the car he shares, with Max Verstappen out of 10B up the hill underneath the bridge and there's less than a lap time on the clock now so this will complete this will complete 500 laps and yes you say white flag being displayed this is the final lap uh, you, you won't yeah, so it'll be 501 you won't see that because it'll only come out in 51 seconds when the laps uh, when the time uh, is actually elapsed but this is the last lap there will be no time for any more what I'm interested in is where the battle is for uh, Dean's in a hauler they split up now 2.2 seconds he's done well Dean's he's done very well yeah to, to do all the defending initially he got a couple of lap cars between him then and a hauler 
and the Cova car just hasn't had the track space in order to attack, despite it desperately wanting to. Just forced a wedge between the two of them. Time Race has leader. expired. Yep. Time has expired. Just down at turn 10-8. What an, it's been for Jonas Valmeyer. Max Verstappen qualified in second. Valmeyer's done his bit, and Team Redline Orange JP are going to take the VCO Patilamon. Yeah, brilliant driving, fabulous fuel mileage, 32 laps, almost never missing that beat from Max Verstappen and Jonas Valmeyer. Quite how they managed to do that uh, and have the pace as well as the uh, consumption on their side. Incredible, but really good. Obviously testing initially and then to carry it out of the race, most impressive. Sim RC will take the all Audi GT3 category. Carl Charlie Collins brings it home. Hayden Burns did his bit as well. And that's another impressive victory. They'll win by something in the region of 12 seconds at the end. They'd eased off on that last lap in GTE. GT Le Mans, Lassie back will bring home the Williams Esport Chill Blast number one car, Daniel Fuente, also in that car. He's got one corner to go. This is impressive. Again, good speed and great strategy from all of the winners, GP. No denying that fact. Just waiting for Phil Deans to head across the line to make sure he can hold off the chasing anti Ahola. The gap's still two seconds, so it will be a second place finish for Vendarvel Sim Racing. Pink with Kova, again with incredible fuel mileage. Didn't have Saved the pace. Whole, saved a whole stop, Kova. Yes. On everybody else. And they couldn't match the speed in the early stages, but that kind of wasn't their game plan deliberately. They wanted to go at 48 lap stints. We had a couple of times as uh, now donuts are being uh, carried out by Jonas Valmeyer in the darkness. On the front straight. On the front straight. Perfectly saving the virtual world. Not advisable in reality, but that's fine. And uh, yeah, in celebration. Valmeyer will be uh, punching the air wherever he is in the world on his rig and likewise I'm sure for Max Verstappen. That was a good drive by both. I think there was a couple of contacts from Verstappen which he'll be disappointed with uh, but other than that the car looks pretty pristine. Just keeping an eye open for any interviews that we can grab at the end. Uh, if we don't get anybody now, we will have the VCO Victory Lane interviews on Wednesday on Midweek Motorsport. And don't forget, we've got more VCO Championship Racing for DNLS, the Digital Nürburgring Langstrecker Series. It's carnage at the end, isn't it? <laughs> Everything. Everybody's been so good, and they're driving the wrong way up the pit lane, on the track, everything. It's ended in a demolition derby, as all good race meetings should on a Saturday night. That's funny. Uh, so 6.30 UK time on Tuesday. Bruce Jones and me, John Hindall, for three hours at the Nürburgring. Uh, sum it up, JP, as we have a look at the results. Yeah, well, uh, just brilliant performance from Valmeyer and uh, Max Verstappen. Can't really heap more praise on the 33 car. They, they were streets ahead and they won the race by a lap in the end after uh, just uh, yeah, 10 uh, hours and a little more with the 33 car eking out... Uh, extra lap or so with then the apex racing team late pit stop for Michele Costantini uh, but that was fine and was 30 seconds clear of the 72 car in the end of Maxime Briand and team for Mivano sim racing Rosso 
in the GTE category, Lassie back finishing for Williams Esports. Chill Blast to take victory again by a clear lap within that category. Car number one ahead of a really good drive towards the end from Phil Deans under huge pressure to make that late pit stop, make sure the car was still in front of 707. And then he had about five or six laps to defend from yeah. Antti Ahola. But uh, the two car managed it for Vendarvel, Sim Racing Pink. And in GT3, the uh, IMSA 2 GT3 category, all Audi R8 LMSs, remember. And this category uh, I, I was really flip-flopping quite a lot because the top three had gone on to radically different pit stop cycles. And from about two hours out, I was trying to work out who was in the best spot. It was, in the end, 176, as John and I both predicted, for Sim RC Titan GT3 Petit Le Mans. So Charlie Collins finishing uh, that run. I think he did a two-and-a-half stint uh, job towards the end to get that car home. Sven Haaser for Bielet Racing Team, together with teammates and all those at Euronix. Euronix uh, did a good job, just fell short by 12 seconds in the 451 car. And Moreno Sirica for Williams Esports. Ben Q in the number one car. That was the Josh Thompson car as well. 25 seconds further back with DV1 Triton Racing finishing in fourth. Unfortunately, a number of cars falling by the wayside from our 42 starters. I think it might have been 25 finishers in the end. So a high rate of attrition, particularly yeah. early in the early stages. Yeah, and some big names out there as well, including... The Marla Racing Team, uh, the Beeler Racing Team, Euronix, uh, all having problems and uh, dropping back. Marla, I'd certainly failed for because they uh, were taken out of the race and there was a couple of incidents like that that you just don't expect to see in the top split. That's the only slight downside for me. The racing was excellent. The tactics were superb. The race distance worked really well because it wasn't a straight run where you could divide it up. The car that won overall made it look the easiest, but for the others, and certainly for the other classes, Johnny, it, that 10-hour fixed time wasn't an easy thing to work through. No, because when you are driving a Delara, you're looking at just under 40-minute stint, so that fits nicely into eight hours and 12 hours. It's slightly more awkward for 10, though, so a question of, yes, where where you make the stops and, and where you put that shortened pit stop in because for the race winner, we expected maybe a, a, a splash coming much closer to the end. They did 29 laps to get them to the flag, but the shorter stint was done by Jonas Valmeyer. Um, one, two, three, four stints from the end, actually. Yeah, they did that 25, 25 yeah. and then did 32s. And actually, the last run to the end was only 29, but that gave them the insurance policy Correct. if it were, was going to go slightly longer and depending on where they were in relation to the chequered flag and the, the clock reaching the 10-hour mark. Well, thank you very much to our colleagues uh, at Racebot TV, Hugo and uh, Arjunet, who did a fantastic job. This is the last special event uh, of the VCO calendar yeah, so next up, Daytona in January, and hope we can join you for that again. But there's still plenty of VCO racing to go. We've got to wind up the digital Nürburgring Langstrecker series, and the next round of that is Tuesday evening, 6.30 UK time. Bruce Jones and me, John Hindorf, for that. 
Uh, we've got some interviews for you, so let's stay uh, on the air for that and grab a word, uh, if we can, with uh, Josh Thompson, who joins us now. Josh, thank you for staying on. I know it's late or early, and I know it's been a long old race. Uh, sum that one up for us. What a race that was. Chaotic, um, intense, many words what could describe that race. Uh, by far the most demanding race of the season for the World Tour aspect. Obviously, with a new P2s, so no matter what class you're in, I think everyone who did the race is probably exhausted. And what made it so different? Was it just how busy that track is? Yeah, 100%. It's just the nature of a track. Obviously, overtaking is kind of difficult. Even with the multi-class of speed differences, as you saw, it was very easy to for an LMP2 or a GTE or a GT3 to get lured into going for something what was never really on and kind of having to put faith in the other driver. And obviously, things happen, as you saw. There was, I think, half the grid DNF, I think it worked out as nearly. So it kind of showed that, yeah, this track was a very, just a very difficult track with the whole free system. Uh, it, the, in the end, in the GT3 category, um, it, it was a third place. And, you know, it, it looked on, uh, but you still had to bring the car home. And uh, your teammate came through nicely at the end. Yeah, for us, for the GT3 side, um, P3, not bad. Um, <laughs> obviously, we had a few issues, as, you, as we've probably seen. We got hit off a few times, which cost a bit of time. There was lost about 25 seconds because of that over the stint. I, I tried to gamble with double stinting tyres to try and gain that time mm. back. It didn't work. No. Which was the reason why our strategy with the fuel backfired, because we were supposed to go. We were supposed to pit with three minutes to go with how it was working out. But obviously, I had to bail out about too early and... They had to kind of set up a P3, which end of the day is still a great result for us in a GT3 side. And with the GTE basically dominating that for a win, it was overall massive. It was a really good team effort. Yeah, really good team effort. Thank you, Josh. Uh, glad to hear you've enjoyed it. Uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Uh, get some sleep now. Uh, Josh Thompson, third place in the GT3 uh, category. And with a bit of luck now, and a fair wind. Valtteri Alanda from Corva. A bit of an alternative strategy, Valtteri. Almost pulled it off for second. Third in the end with Anti bringing it home. But it was an awful start to the race. Did I see you guys getting pushed off before the green flag? Yeah, we didn't even manage to get into the turn one before we got taken out. So I would say we had a really, really good recovery. What does... What does that make you think when something like that happens so early on? And, and have you got to sort of, everybody's got to calm down and just say, right, we've got 10 hours to go. We've got 10 hours to work ourselves back. Well, of course I was mad. Like there's 10 <laughs> hours left and something like that happens. So I was quite mad at the time. But then I just thought that there is now 10 hours left. So let's try to do our best. And it turned out really well. We had a really, really great fight with Wendaval at the end, and it was so close. <laughs> I thought, I've got to say, I thought Anti had it. I thought you guys, when I was looking at the lap times, I thought you guys were nailed on for a podium. Then I thought, oh, they've got second. But I've, I've got to say, those last couple of laps of the penultimate stint uh, from your competitors, 
that just gave them enough, gave them enough to get out in front of you. But it was tight. It was very tight. Yeah, I, I would say like last 20, 20, 30 laps, Antti had really, really poor traffic. Mm. So I think he lost lost there a lot of time. Like I was watching the gap between us and Vendaval and it grew like six seconds in few laps. So mm. I think we might have lost it there, but great fight all in all. Uh, give, give our best to Antti. Really enjoyed watching you guys. I love when somebody's on an alternative strategy and you made it work. You're on the podium. Could have been second, but I'm sure you, when you were facing the wrong direction before the green flag, if I'd offered you third place, then you would have snatched my hand off, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, probably. I would say we would have been behind Williams without that, but yeah. you never know. Maybe even challenge them for the win. But Next time out, eh? Thanks, yeah. man. Have a good weekend. Yep. Uh, that was uh, Valtteri uh, Alanda, and let's see Come who on. else we can uh, grab as well. Uh, looks like we've got Dakota in uh, the comms box now as well. Uh, tell me about uh, tell me about your race, second place for Vendavel, and we were just talking about the battle you have with Corva there. Phil did a cracking job. Uh, in those last few laps before his last pit stop, and that effectively got you the second place. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great job by Phil. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, like, our strategy from, like, the beginning was to just try to kind of go all out, and then we started seeing that um, the Kova cars just started, they had an alternative strategy, and, like, towards the middle half of the race, we were starting to get kind of concerned of, like, what their strategy was. Um, but... Then we started, I started like kind of in my head in the middle of my triple stint, kind of calculating how much fuel we needed versus how much fuel that they needed. And then I was trying to tell Miko to like kind of calculate it through. And then um, we kind of came up with that. We just needed to like send it till the end, you know, go as fast as that we could and um, just do the extra splash of fuel at the end. Cause we're kind of, you know, trying to run that strat essentially. Got to, had to kind of switch strats in the middle of the uh, race there. Uh, e extraordinary as well that that Kova actually saved a whole pit stop on you. I think we've got Phil as well. Phil Dean's uh, in the booth as well. Phil, well done, mate. Brilliant stuff. When did you get the call then uh, coming to that last pit stop? It seemed as though all of a sudden you had to switch back on and find half a second to a second a lap. How easy or difficult was that? Uh, it was really difficult. We were pretty close on our incident points and I really just had to, to put my head down and just give it everything I had there to, to beat Kova and we managed to come out right in front of within the pits and the car just felt really good and I pretty much just drove as, uh, as hard as I could to uh, bring it home. Where did you Boys find, did a great job today. Where did you find the grip from? Because you, you'd done the double stint on the tyres, then you had the little bit extra at the end. Corva, obviously, they were at the end of a double stint as well, but their tyres were a bit newer than yours, uh, and yet you seemed to have a grip advantage. Was that all in the setup, or are you just particularly, uh, are you particularly light-footed when it comes to tyre wear? Uh, well, we did left-side tyres with a uh, little bit of time remaining. Right. One of the last ah, pit stops to, to give it extra, a little bit of extra grip, and it worked really well, actually. If I can just clear something up with Phil as well, there was this discrepancy, we think, on the on the strategy where you were shown as doing a, a single lap stint at the start of your run. Was that just an error from the coding? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I did the whole first uh, first two stints. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it didn't kind of fit with us either that no. you would be in such a great position, having uh, you know just done a stand. We thought, oh, were the belts not done up correctly, and you were really <laughs> uncomfortable? Did you just sort it all out? But it's uh, okay, that, that it's makes happened. sense. Uh, and what about? I mean, great battle with Corva, and you had to watch your mirrors at the end. But um, that was brilliant. The, as I as I was saying to uh, Dakota Fripp there, who we talked to a moment or two ago, I mean, they managed to save a whole pit stop to do that and be so close at the end. That doesn't often happen in these type of races. Yeah, they were very strong, and you know they won BMW 120 two weeks ago, so mm. they definitely have that car rolling, and they stuck with the plan and. Uh, almost worked out for them but i mean at the end of the day uh williams was just the strongest car out okay. there we had nothing for them so you know they had a great job to them and you know i'm really happy with how the team did today and i think we'll be just coming back stronger and stronger uh, and uh, as far as the car choice uh was was concerned there was only one uh porsche in the race they qualified fourth but didn't race as well as that was there absolutely no doubt in your mind when you tested the cars available that it had to be a bmw yeah yeah for sure i mean i actually did like a race last week at suzuka and i just realized that the BM i mean the porsche had like no race stint like pace <laughs> so i knew that it had hot lap pace but it just does not have race stint pace mm. so um compared to the bmw i mean yeah it was just it was a no-brainer even with the extra 10 kg that they put on there was no right uh, and and how have you enjoyed? We'll finish up now because I know it's late uh, for everybody. It's been a long day. Um, how have you enjoyed these uh, big race series for 2020? Lots of new names this year. Lots of new people coming in. Not always getting into the the top split. Uh, but the the VCO involvement and these Grand Slam tournaments. Have you enjoyed it? I haven't really kept up on on those too much. <laughs> but you enjoyed this one at least. Yeah, absolutely. This one's been great. Well, we wish you yeah, all the best. Definitely. Phil, Dakota, thank you very much. Say hi to Mikhail Forrest as well. Uh, that's yeah. a very good second place for the Van der Waal Sim Racing guys. Well done, lads. Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot. And enjoy the rest of the weekend, of course. Uh, final word from you, Johnny. I don't think we've got anybody else to talk to. Unfortunately, nobody from the uh, top class has popped in for us. Last word from you. Really fun race. Uh, all three uh, categories you know, kept us enthralled throughout for different reasons, really. The dominance of the 33 car, and we wondered whether they would be able to keep up that those relentless 32 lap stints, and, and they did, and, and made everybody else uh, look a little bit average, which isn't the case. You know, this is the top uh, segment of 30-odd that entered this race, and very, very strong LMP2 runners behind the 33. Of course, plenty falling away. Uh, I've got some memories of some... Um, off driving, you know, mistakes that could have been avoided, definitely. Uh, so I don't want to see that too much again in the future. But otherwise, a thoroughly entertaining race, I thought, from start to finish. Uh, and if you enjoyed that, uh, the real version uh, of uh, Petit Le Mans uh, is... Uh, only a couple of weeks away, uh, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. We've got three Porsche races, plus a, uh, also a, a Mission Pilot Challenge. Uh, we're at Charlotte Roval next weekend, live in sound and vision. Before all of that, we've got DNLS from the Nürburgring, of course, on Tuesday night. Uh, and whether it's real, 
whether it's full metal or full-on action in the virtual world, uh, we'd like to keep you up to date with what's going on. Uh, my very great thanks to all who have provided the pictures this year. Today it was Hugo Luis and Arjuna, uh, the brilliant team uh, behind what has been going on all through the year as well. And the VCO as well, of course, plus Tim Gray and everybody else in London. Uh, this is John Hindorf for Johnny Palmer and Nick Damon as well, saying thank you very much for joining us. We'll have more online iRacing with the VCO DNLS on Tuesday night, 6.30 UK time. Join us then. Enjoy your weekend. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.